Boom, and we're live. We're good. That was pretty good. I like that one. That was good. I, like that. I think that was really good. Pod 20, first off, I just want to start this podcast by saying congratulations to Mr. Cam. Because he is the winner of the contest between AM Notify Canada and yes. Springs and Thread. So congratulations, yes. Cam, from all of us at Springs and Thread. Um, and before the formalities, again, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever you consume your podcast, please follow us on IG. It's, it's at springs.thread. Uh, please leave us a uh, rating of five stars, of course, on Apple Podcasts. really helps us out. Leave comments. You know, Follow the podcast on Spotify. Do everything to help out because um, we are we are starting to make moves. Uh, and today we actually have a special guest, um, and he's actually a very old friend of mine. As I kind of found out afterwards, um, uh, as he as I uh, kind of uh, heard about him through through my uh, through my line of work. And today we actually have the creative director of a Toronto-based uh, brand by the name of Vogue Collective. Give it up! It is Devonte Smith. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for that applause. Thank you for that. Let's go. Boom! Look at that. Yeah, I sh- we should probably get the uh, applause track. Yeah, we need, we need that. some. We need some sound effects yeah. for real. Yeah, that that that'd be fun. Yeah. I need to trigger all that up. So, Devonte, we have um, the first thing that we do on the show. I'm not sure if you've listened before, but we have to cover what we wore on the wrist because we we are a watch podcast as well. Sometimes, <laughs> Sometimes. On, the, on a rare occasion, <laughs> on the rare occasions, yeah, uh, and then also sneakers. So, did you wear anything on the wrist? Um, and what did you wear on feet today? So, with me, I have an Apple Watch, so I just wear my Apple Watch on the regular, keep my nice. activities up. Which uh, series? Uh, series three. Series, series three. three. Oh. With the cellular, cellular data. Oh, okay. I broke right. the bank for that one. Ooh. Um, nice. On my feet, I wore my mid UNC ones today. I switched in between my UNC ones and my Skepta 97s. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. nice. Skeptas. Skeptas. Nice. Skeptas. Nice. Yeah. A like real that. heater. One of my favorite UK. Those are the ones with like the with like the font on it, right? Yeah, it's, it's like, like, it's like the, the alarm clock thing. Uh, the no, the ninety-seven ones is sort of like the reflective one, where it kind of like changes throughout, like depending on like how like the oh. light's hitting it. Those ones. Oh, okay. Yeah, All those right. are the ninety-sevens I have. Yeah, no, those are those are great. It was I was I was literally torn when I picked them up um, in LA. I was at um, actually round two, and it was between. Oh, damn. The, yeah. The Cactus Jacks or the Skeptas, and like you went I had, for the right pick. I went for the ninety sevens, yeah. and I was just like, as much as I love the Cactus Jacks, I remember like looking at a couple of them and just like the factory like, t- like glue showing on it. I was just like, no, I had to go to the ninety sevens. And Skeptas my favorite UK rappers. So I had to go. Hell for yeah! Them. Shout out Skepta. And and if we're being totally real, you don't you don't play Fortnite. You don't play for it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> nah, man. I, I, I jumped off that train a long time ago. It's lit! <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> you, know, you know what he's here for. Exactly. Quick comment about the glue. One time I was going to pull the trigger on some Vism um, footwear, and then the amount of glue on there just, oh, no. just turned me off. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. Yeah, Mikey, what were you going to say? Funny that you bring that up because I actually, I read uh, a piece, I think it was yesterday maybe, of, you know, Mike Sherman, Chinatown Market? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was like a piece on Hypebeast about him just being in love with the Christos. So I guess he's, I guess he's gotten the non-glue pairs, you know? 
Damn. <laughs> they see the seed the non glues to the to influencers, right? <laughs> yeah, that was rough. That was rough. Um, okay, how about you, Mikey? Anything on the wrist today? And what was on the uh, feet? On the wrist today, I was I, I kept my wrist free because I thought my Apple Watch was gonna show up. It did not. Um, the G Shock came faster. Again. Oh, it actually ag- did. The G Shock came way faster. Again, fuck Costco. I don't care what I don't care what they're on, like I don't know what kind of ridiculous stock back order they have. You should have bought from Apple.com, man. Or Apple.ca. Uh, yeah, but like a, you a, wanted I the savings. I saved a few dollars. Yes, sir. Twenty bucks, and you but yeah. you would have gotten it right now. I also had some Costco gift cards though. Okay. 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 So, Fine. Yeah, I don't I don't know how I got gifted Costco gift cards. I think that's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> but I mean, like, thank you to whoever gifted. I literally don't even remember who gave them to me. But um, thank you to whoever gifted me this. Kirkland gift card. Um, Kirk boys. Kirk boys. Yo, we got to put that on a shirt. We got to put that on a shirt. Kirk boys. Yeah. Oh my God. That's amazing. That's actually amazing. That's like, um, I don't know if you guys know Joe Mandy, but he's uh, this comedian. And instead of like Coke boys, C-O-K-E, he did yeah. Coke boys, like the Coke brothers, like K-O-C-H. Oh, Damn. So like, <laughs> I honestly wish I could get that T-shirt, but I saw it on eBay and it was going for like three hundred dollars. Not worth it. No, 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 no. Definitely not no, worth it. He definitely no. printed that shit on some Gildan, so I'm good yeah. on that. Anyways, um, and then on the feet this week, I wore the Carhartts, uh, the Carhartt Air Force One, quite a bit. Love um, it. And the and the AM ninety fives, man. I'm a simple guy, you know. You're a simple guy. I'm a simple guy. I just I keep the same shit in rotation all the time. When, during the summer, I always like bring out a little bit more heat. Yeah. But during the winter time, I'm boring as fuck. Like I'm so boring. There's not much you can do during the winter, man. It's like salt. You don't want it to like ruin like your shoe or anything. Tell that like to that. Darius. Tell that to <laughs> Yeah, tell that to Darius for sure. Okay, Darius, what a good segue. Oh my god. Um on the feet this week, um, we had some snow earlier in the week, but it dried out, so like we didn't have snow throughout the week. So I wore my B23s, my Dior B23s, um, Casual. throughout. Casual. <laughs> um, I had them long time, so it's not like super new. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what's really bad about the B23s? And I didn't consider it while wearing it throughout the week because I wasn't outside a lot. But the sides are mesh. Like it's, it's a mesh with a plastic overlay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Where the overlay is not, gets really, really cold. Cold. Oh. Yeah. Don't be doing that. <laughs> Especially if um, you're walking. Oh, Damn. yeah. Get a pair but, of Converse All-Stars instead. Save yourself, yourself $1,300. <laughs> I did not pay $1,300. They were a lot cheaper back then. Oh, yeah. I, for, I forget. You, you get shit for the low. For the OG. Low. But oh, even when I got them, right, they were going for, I think, like 800 Canadian, which is still a lot of money. But now they're going for like thir- literally thirteen hundred dollars, which is damn, like crazy, ridiculous to me. Over that's like a crazy, two year time man. span, that's crazy. Like, that's crazy. Larry Bird basically played basketball on those. That's fucking <laughs> wild. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. You, he better have played basketball on those years. And then <laughs> on the wrist, um, same old, same old. No, I only really wear two watches all the time. Yeah. But, um. Right now, I am wearing my Royal Oak Chrono. Awesome. Love it. Royal Oak Chronograph. You can't go wrong with it. You can't, can't go, go wrong. Exactly. Can't go wrong. Although, you know what happened? I saw um, someone offered me a, I think it's the 38. 
38 millimeter chrono. I really want that. Hmm. How come? Uh, it's a better case size for me, okay. frankly. Although it fits a little bit better. Um, and it's a in-house movement. The 41 actually is not an in-house movement. And then who, who, who did the movement? Like, who was it manufactured by? FPGA. Okay. Um, or FPGA, but it's really blunt pen, so it's a blunt pen movement. Okay. So it's still, like, a top-tier movement. Fantastic. Yeah. Finished by AP. And then, yeah, so the... The 41 millimeter is not an in-house, mm-hmm. and then the 38 is. And then you get a transparent case fact with the 38, which is like, ooh, transparent yeah. case fact. Something you'll, you'll literally but never see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to lay this watch down. It's on a bracelet. Um, no. But it's a little bit more expensive, and he offered me with the Great Isle. And I've been offered that before um, last year. The Great Isle is like... I don't love APs with the gray dial in, mm. sti- in steel. It, it looks too uniform to me. So I'm going to stick with the white dial. I, I think yours is what, 41? Am I correct? 41. Yeah. The 41, even though it's a little bigger, I think it just, it fits. I don't, maybe it's, it's, a, it's, it's a hefty watch. It's the it's modern a, man, but it, yeah. it, it fits. Yeah. It's a brash watch. It's yes. definitely like in your face, disco ball, aggressive. Especially the finishing. Especially, Especially finishing. It's beautiful. Mikey, you know, and, and Devontae, if you ever get a chance to, you know, safely meet up with Darius and in, in person once the shit settles, whoo, and you see that watch under, like, some, some really nice light, goddamn. The first time I messed I, that I, I, I don't, I don't know if I can safely like, meet up with Darius. The first time you got the handle on he's always, got, he's always got too much drip on, you know? He's always got, <laughs> oh, my God. He's always wearing the Louis <laughs> this and the Dior that, the fucking Marcello this, whatever, man. Speed trainers. He's a, he's a, I was... Uh... I was actually if, he showed, if he showed up to court, if he showed up to court for a parking for a parking ticket, they call him a flight risk, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, damn! Like you with the jokes. Uh, just really quickly, uh, really easy for me on feet. It's been blunt stones, and then of course, um, if you saw the post, I have been doing renovations for the past two weeks. So my work shoes are actually these. <laughs> AM 97s, corduroy packs. And they were, they look like a Sean Weatherspoon. Like, they really do. You know how Nike likes to bring people on board and then steal an idea? Like, that's, well, my shoe is literally that. Shots fired. Right? Shots fired. <laughs> no hate. No hate. If you, Nike, if you're listening to this pod, you know that I've been a Nike guy all along. But that's your strategy, whatever. But all I'm saying, all I'll say about that is I'm pretty sure that when Seinfeld reruns, Jerry Seinfeld still gets paid. <laughs> Sean Weatherspoon doesn't. He doesn't. But, look, okay, the story about the shoe is my, my boy was in Japan, and that he was like, yo, you want me to get anything? Other than this Nike ACG t-shirt that I really wanted that was, that was pretty affordable, I was looking at shoes, and I saw these, like, corduroy packs, and I was like, hey, this looks like, you know, Sean's, Sean's uh, shoe. And, of course, I'm never going to splurge and, and get his, you know, 97 slash 1. So I was like, hey, can you pick these up for me? And the price was like normal. I think it was like two, after the conversion was like two, 225 Canadian, which was like, you know, it's fine. Not too much. Um, on the wrist, um, and I even wore it during the res- renovations. Like I got paint on it. I got like a shit ton of like dust and particle port dust on it, which is the Explorer. It was just a very, man. It's a very you know, fitting watch. You, you got to do it. Yeah, Jeez. this is what Rolex was built on. You're supposed to That's do shit true. in it, 
right? It's supposed to be a tool watch, and so I did. I used it as a tool. If Tenzing Norgay can take an explore an oyster perpetual over Mount Everest, you yes. can renovate your home with an explorer. There you go. Exact same thought. You know, there, there's no BS behind that. Not at all. Yeah. Mikey, are, are you looking something up? Are you are you cooking? Uh, no, He's I'm cooking. not cooking. I'm not. We cooking. can see I his have... eyes just flicking yeah, back and no, no, forth. No, no. What's I going have, on? I have I have the Discord off. I'm just going through the links that I have prepared for today. Oh, okay, gotcha. One for tomorrow. Waiting yeah, for tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. So let, let's get everyone's take on this. Even though I think I I think I know it. Tomorrow, there's a shoe dropping. Very important shoe that's dropping. Very nice shoe that's dropping. <laughs> and that is the Air Jordan One Neutral Gray AD Fives. So let me bring it, let me bring it to the guest, Devonte. How do you what do you, what do you think about these? I'm a huge Jordan One guy. Okay, like, everything I have is Jordan. Like mostly of the Jordan ones that I have, I've literally like gone above and beyond for. Um, these dropping tomorrow, I know I have it on my watch list, but I'm probably not. I'm probably gonna have to skip, man. There's some there's some responsibilities I have to like get to within the next couple of years, so I'm gonna have to miss out. That's some grown like, shit. But I know, <laughs> but I know, there's gonna be a time where I'm just gonna be chilling and I'm just gonna be on StockX or on like Toronto Shoe Game, and I'm just gonna see them, and I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna jump the bullet, and they're just going and buy them. I've done the, I've done that a couple of times on shoes that I've missed. Really? Yeah. Like which ones? So, the. What is it? I've done those on the shatter backwards. I jumped the gun. And I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna buy those. The original. Yeah. My girlfriend at the time literally killed me when she seen them come in. She seen the box, so she thought it was for her because she ordered stuff on Amazon. But Yo. no, it was for me. <laughs> so she asked me how much I paid for them. I'm like, you know, so Yo, retail. So it was light. <laughs> a little light, a little light. But yeah, I jumped the gun on those. I jumped the gun on the, the what the ones, it was the what the ones. Okay. So wow. I jumped the gun on those, and then recently, I'm very upset. I got the shadow. I got the Jordan, the shadow ones, but at the time I was in receiving a staples and a skid dropped on them, so it gave us nice slice in the leather. Oh, bro! Oh, damn. So I was so at that point, I was just like, you know what? I guess these are gonna be my receiving shoes now because there's no going back after that but yeah i have i have a couple of ones that i've jumped the gun on jumped the gun on so so now you got some receiving ones what are you saying darius he's got some receiving ones (laughs) (laughs) i did i did now they're destroyed like they're like ruined ruined to the point where like the soul of it is like you can see like starting to see like the white off the it's it's ruined it's not those were bad after they got cut you know what's crazy is I don't think I've ever in, you know, basically 10 years of collecting sneakers now, um, I don't think I've ever paid resale for a pair of Jordan 1s in my life. Yo, same. Me too. Same. Yeah. Never. I, just, I refuse. Never. I, I just, like, I even even when it was, like, cheaper. Like, I remember when I was, like, f- maybe 16, 17, I really wanted a pair of Shadows, and they were maybe, like, I don't know, like, 350 and I was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, and, I mean, I regret mood. not making that decision now, but, um, yeah, like I don't know, like I just I've never I've never like I I'm not a sucker for the Jordan one like that, but I am a sucker for the Jordan four. 
Jordan fours. Yeah. You can do. You can. You can literally charge me whatever for a Jordan four. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> like you can charge me the moon. Like it doesn't. It does not matter. I'm, I'm just a sucker for for Jordans in in general. Like if it's something that like I've always wanted throughout my like childhood and like high school, and I was never able to get them, and then now like course sort of like being an adult and having the funds to get them. I'll get them. I won't wait in, until, like, Nike has, like, that. Be like, oh, like, yeah, we're going to release these. And then, oh, wait, yeah, we're going to backdate these. I'm like, no, I'll just go and get what I can get now. The last shoe I got during this lockdown was the Cool Grey 11 Lows. Okay. And I paid, oh, Mikey. I paid, Decisions. I paid, I think, only, I think I only paid, like, $20 over, over retail for them. That's what, that was it. Let's it was go. it was crazy. It was crazy. I seen them Let's on Facebook go. Market, and I was like literally looking at them, and I was just like, Let's "Should I go. buy them or should I not buy them?" And I was just like, "You know what?" Message the guy, and I was just like, "Can you do, can you do this?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure." I'm like, "All right, fine." And I asked him, "I go, why are you selling these?" He's only wore them twice. <laughs> like Damn. it's still like the bottom is still like icy blue, and he only wore them twice. And I was just like. Why are you selling these? He's like, oh, I bought a house. I was just like, all right, man. Well, if you're selling any other kicks, let me know because I'll buy them off you for sure. Go, go, Mikey. Mikey's so excited. Everybody talking shit about the Jordan 11 lows. <laughs> Fuck all of you. <laughs> to hell with everybody who said the highs are better than the lows. The highs Ask him. Low. Ask him. The- the highs are better than the lows. No, they're not. Right. There you go. Yeah. Like, you the go. highs are better than the lows. But, but. But, <laughs> I was, I was, Devante, I was waiting for that. I was fucking waiting for that. Fuck. There are, there are lows. Don't get me wrong. The highs, there are, there are better. There are some highs that are great, and there are some lows that are great. The shoes that me and my my best friend have, like like we live together, we literally are brothers. Um, he has some lows that like I would love to have, and he has. I have some highs that he would love to have, like the citrus lows. Those are clean. Same thing with the snakeskin lows, like the pink one, the, the pink ones. I would oh, love. Oh, the corals. Yeah, I would yeah, love yeah. to have those, but you, they don't have those in highs. Well, okay, that was your point, Mikey. Right? That was yeah. That, 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 that was Mikey's make. point. You're but, saying you can have you more fun. You with can't them. do wacky shit to the Jordan Eleven high, but you can do whatever you want with the low, and it'll it'll usually look good. It will usually look good. Yeah, bro. That, that's just, why the that's why the low is superior to the high. You can't do you anything. Ba- you baited Mikey into, into the, it to the high. You you baited Mikey and like yes, another one, and then it's like nah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you let him down, Devontae. I thought you were hey. you were. That hurt. That actually hurt. Because Mikey put a Mikey put a poll when we were like recording live, and it was saying you know eleven highs or eleven lows, and then we like Darius and I were like, yo, come on, it's got to be the highs, got to be the highs. I think it was like a hundred percent at the end of the pod yeah. voted for zero, highs. Zero votes for the lows. I was pretty upset. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> oh, yeah, the 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 elevens are one of my favorites. Ones, fours, and I would say. Threes are up there, and then that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Fives, eh, not really. The only fives that I realistically like is the metallics, and that's realistically it. My first pair of fives were the stealth fives, and that were that was it. You know, I I own a pair of fives, and I never I have not worn them since. I think they are really hard to fit with. I wore them to I literally wore them to Astro World, and I haven't worn them since. <laughs> Wow, I haven't worn them in three fucking years. Like I, like I just don't care anymore. Like I, 
They just sit. They just collect dust. Like, and like I actually feel shitty about them because the thing is, I know I can't sell them. Nobody wants fives like that. Sell them for twenty dollars under retail. Someone will buy it. For sure. I don't know about all that. <laughs> going, okay, go, going back to those neutral grays, though, I have to say, after watching Lil Yachty's um, Complex Closet oh, episode. Oh, such good episodes, bro. Okay, yeah. Number one, that was, a, that was a really great episode. But number two, it just made me realize <laughs> that like I truly enjoy the 85 version a lot more. The shape, and it, there's something about it. Where this one, you know, I get it. It's a, It's been modernized. But if I could choose, and I've, I know 90% of people are going to say the same thing, but if I could choose, is I would actually pick the original 85s. Something about the yeah, new but, ones, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's like oh, I would choose sure. the original 85s, but I don't want to spend 15 grand on a pair of shoes. Yeah, unless you're Lil Yachty. Right? Yeah. No, not only that, I don't want to spend 15 grand on a pair of shoes I'm, that I'm not going to wear. Okay. It's, it's, it's the 94s for me. It's the 94s. It's the 94s for me. I prefer the 94s of the 85 shape. Especially since you can, like, actually attain a pair of 94s without, like, getting a pair that's been through, like, I don't know, a Hell war. and back. Yeah. yeah. Literally a war. Like, honestly. Like, I... Like, I don't... Like, I don't, don't get me wrong. Like, I really want to get, like, a pair of 85 uppers and, like, soul swap. But it's like, I'm not going to pay $2,000 for a shoe that's, like... That I'm literally gonna have to remake essentially. You might. And then well. if you and then if you soul swap it, people someone's gonna give you like, is that really an eighty five now? Yeah. Right. Oh no, I like, would I would yellow them so that people don't give me shit about it. Yeah, people people will give you everything. That that'd be the that'd be the one thing that I do. Um, speaking of speaking of Jordan ones that are supposed to drop tomorrow, um, we. What do you guys think about the back door? The back door ones, bro. The back door ones. <laughs> the Cinderellas. It's hilarious, bro. Oh. I like those. That's I like the shoe. I I really like the shoe. I'm just not gonna pay two and a half grand US now for these ones. I'm not going to do it. And then you go on TrophyRoom.com, right, or whatever the website is, and it's like, oh, are you ready for the uh, the raffle, bro? You have what two pairs left? Uh, facts. <laughs> there, there has never been a stronger showing of where nepotism can get you than Marcus Jordan just backdooring all these pairs of Jordan yeah. ones and getting away with it. What the fuck is Nike gonna do to him? They can't do shit. His dad is Michael Jordan. Like you can't do anything to him. But but didn't he also come out and say like he, he's very against like his friends like reselling? I'm just My and then like ass. with that statement, I'm like. Yeah, I mean, like, well, he did say that. I remember on his on his full size run episode, he was talking about that. Like, if he like gifts a pair to friends and family, and then he sees them, like you know, being sold, like that person's never getting shoes again. That's that's fine. Like, I think that's okay. Oh, that's... But, um, yeah, I mean, like, dude, look, like, I don't know what the what the deal at Trophy Room is, but logic, like, simple logic, tells me that, you know, if like if if three thousand pairs of shoes are out on the market before release day, there's no fucking way that employees were the only ones backdooring this shoe. Like it's impossible. Three thousand shoes of what? How many? How many pairs are being made? Uh, I think it's like twelve thousand. Like twelve thousand, yeah. All right, twenty five percent of your stock being out. Come on, bro. Yeah. Like man, when I see a guy standing beside five hundred boxes, like that—that that is not an employee backdooring sneakers. 
No, that's that's like it's not wholesaling. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Essentially, yeah, you're wholesaling at that point. Honestly, yeah. I mean, he could have at least whole wholesaled to me. You know, like what a dick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or like, bro, if you're gonna wholesale, like I get it. It's like quote unquote sneaker game. How how it basically works, right? Is backdooring. A lot of it happens. I Just back to the people who aren't going to go and post it on Instagram and social media and show off and get everyone pissed off, right? Yeah. Well, you're shooting yourself in the book here, in the in the foot here. You say in the book? You're shooting in yourself the book. in the book? <laughs> shoot yeah. Shoot yourself in the book. What are we, are but, we doing worse takes, Mikey? Is that what's happening? Oh, I, right? I've had some terrible ones. I've had some terrible ones. <laughs> No, I just, I just, don't, I just don't know where book came from. Like, yeah, I don't know where book came book from either. Something like that, that's the only <laughs> thing that confused me. I'm not, I'm not shitting on you for saying book. I'm just confused as to where. It no, came no, from. but like you're shooting yourself in the foot, like because you're going, if you're going to backdoor and you're going to get exposed like that for that many pairs, that many times. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. I, Come I, on. I remember I used to be that backdoor guy. I used to work at Kids Foot Locker. Someone would hit oh, me up. Oh, shit. <laughs> someone used to hit me up on Foot Locker and being like, I think it was the the Pine Green Ones was when I was working at Foot Locker and they were coming oh, yeah. out with the court purples. Uh-huh. Um, and I had a couple of my friends messaging me being like, yo, like my girl like wants these shoes. I want to get my girl these shoes. I'm like, all right, bet. Just line up. You know, I'll put the shoe aside for you, three shoes aside for you. But, like, literally that day, and this is, like, the funniest story ever. I was going to backdoor it for him, but, like, I wasn't going to do it, like, very, like, I told my boss. I'm like, I got three of my friends that need these shoes. My boss is like, all right, cool, fine. Literally the day before that, I walk in, leave school early to go meet this guy, to go do my shift. And he pulls me to the side, and, like, they let me go. Like, they literally let me go that day. And what was so what was so sketch about it was it was my last day of like probation at what? that time. So like they didn't have to give me a reason on why they were letting me go. And I couldn't get the shoes. Cause like I was gonna back to our kids' footlocker and I had two friends at the original footlocker because it was like right across that were gonna like hold the two shoes for me because I wanted the shoes personally for myself, not for my friends or anything like that. And like they let me go that day, so I couldn't get the shoes. And I couldn't get, like, my discount on the shoes or anything like that. And they let me go that day. And what was crazy about it was the next day was his last day at that store. He got, like, transferred to the other store. So he knew what he was doing, letting me go. It was, it was such a crazy situation. Damn. I missed, out, I missed out on the pine greens. I missed out on the court purples. And I was just like... Bro, you missed out on a job. You could have been my link, <laughs> man. You could have been my link. <laughs> Honestly, Foot Locker, it, uh, if anybody hears this on the podcast from Foot Locker, I take 100%. Foot Locker is the most sketch place to work at. 100%. 100%. There are so many shady people at that in that in certain stores okay. that will be like, "Yeah, yeah, I got you." Uh-huh. And then like, do you want to do you want to cl- clip the location you worked at or uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%, 100%. Oh, shit. Oh, 100%. Markville Mall. <laughs> Markville Mall. I honestly, honestly, the the manager that worked there like lied to my face so many times. I'm I'm so fine with saying Pete like his name on who he is. Damn. So, no, 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 no. We can't do that. We can't do that. I'm not, we can't. I'm not, I'm not gonna say. It. I'm not gonna say it. But there's so many. There's so many employees that were there at the time that aren't there anymore. Cause I walked in there before lockdown to go get um 
my fiance a pair of kicks. Yeah. Um, there are so many people that aren't there anymore, and there are people that are there that I were friends with. We're literally talking. They're like, yeah, yo, like the people that were working there, the managers that were working there, only did the stuff to like benefit themselves and like their friends. Like, so if you're a manager at Kids Foot Locker and you're a manager at the regular Foot Locker, you guys are like best friends. And sometimes. Damn. Sometimes now, what they do now is if you're a manager at the Foot Locker and some of your employees are going to, like, sort of, like, backdoor to their friends, the manager stays at the front of the store. So he's the one that opens the door when you walk in and asks you for your size. So now you can't backdoor shoes because he's at the store knowing, like, who's walking in. So, like, it's, it's crazy. So the whole backdoor game now at Foot Locker is completely changed. You know what, though? Changed. You know what I find really funny about that? Is that, okay, like, they're doing this so that people can't loop in store. Like, all right, fine. But it's really funny because when they restock online, it's never like they give people a chance to hit these restocks. They literally restock it. And the only people that know to restocks are the people with bots because they have the monitor going. Like, it'll, like literally, it'll restock, and then they'll run the bot, and then they get the shoe. Like, there is never, I guarantee you, there has never been a regular person without a bot that has ever hit a restock in the history of Foot Locker. I, oh, I, I I'll bet you a million dollars. The amount of L's I took. I remember to restock on the court purples. I had Foot Locker on one, on one screen of my monitor, and I had Capsule on the other screen. And I'm, like, clicking, like, checkout. But Locker crashed as it usually does on every single launch date. <laughs> I don't remember one time Foot Locker hasn't crashed on a launch date. And like as soon as it hit 1201, capsule was sold out. Oof. I was tough. I anytime anything restocks, I don't even look at it anymore. I don't, <laughs> I don't even look at it anymore. I just ignore it. You know what? That uh that actually happened to me today, uh, with the Todd Snyder 992s. You like those duck camel joints? No, I didn't want it for myself, bro. Okay. I wanted to, I wanted to move them. But I, I literally, I fucked up so bad. Like I, I like didn't have all my stuff ready to go, and then I had them in my cart, but I was gonna, sh- I was gonna ship them to my U.S. Addy, but then like it instantly like auto filled my Canadian address, and I'm like, oh, yeah. And then I went back, and by the time that like I, I went to submit, I should have just shipped them to my house because now they're like. I'm not too sure how much they were going on. They're going on stock X4 right now, but earlier in the day they were like 700 bucks. Damn, you gave yeah, yourself so an L kinda, on that one. I'm yeah. kind of kicking myself in the ass. Last sale was 533 in the size that I was gonna get. That's a lot. So I mean, like you know, I would have made a few hundred dollars, but you know, you win some, you lose some. We'll just we'll, we'll have yeah. to see how things go with neutral grays tomorrow. Yeah, well, tomorrow. So you're excited for. You're happy for that one. I can oh, see. Oh yeah! You guys can't see. He's got the biggest smile on his face right <laughs> you can, now. You can see the you can see the twinkle in my fucking eye. <laughs> oh my gosh! Jeez. There's oh yeah no tomorrow is gonna be a good day. Tomorrow's a good thing. You know what? I'm not biggest gonna not gonna win. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I'm rooting for <laughs> but, you. I'm rooting for you. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. Definitely want to hear this. I want to. I want to hear the rash. I'm gonna have to hit you up and see what the situation. Oh, for sure, is. for sure. Hit me up. Hit me up tomorrow. Honestly, by like one o'clock, we'll know if I'm gonna have a great day or an awful one. We'll figure it out. Then you gotta move them. Yes. <laughs> Do you think that's gonna be a problem? Probably not. You know who you're annoying. talking to? Do you know who you're annoying. talking to, Darius? 
Nah, it's not. It's not annoying for me at all, bro. That's the most fun part. Is telling people they can't have a shoe for the price they wanted it. Um, I. (laughs) 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 Um, you know, you know what's crazy? Um, what I have noticed in in selling stuff in the last few months, whether it's like sneakers or clothes or something else, like it doesn't really matter what it is. People really hate to read descriptions of stuff. Like they hate doing it. Like. I can't even tell you, like, this. so there, there's one product, I won't tell you exactly what it is, but the sizes that I have are double XS to small. The amount of messages, and it literally says it in the title of the ad, the amount of messages that I've gotten going, do you have a medium? Do you have a large? I'm like, yo, I cannot make it any more simple for you. I, there is no way that I can make this any clearer to you. No, I don't have a medium. I don't have a large. I don't know why you're messaging me. You're wasting my fucking time. Is it a is it a is it a is it a knitted uh, hoodie? Is that what you're trying to move? I won't I won't confirm or deny. Okay. Damn, sounds like a knitted hoodie. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Um, hi. You know what? We have a lot of AF ones on the board that are coming up. Uh, and I'm very, very, very excited about it. Run me through them. Um, yeah. So the Kith uh, Air Force oh, I One, saw those. The, Paris, Paris. the Paris joints, I don't know if you guys saw those. Ooh. I'm not going to lie, when I first saw these, I was like, oh, are these the Tokyos? Like, I literally, <laughs> like, I literally <laughs> thought it was the same shoe. Like I don't know, I don't know if that's ignorance or just like me not realizing like design cues or something, but like, do the, like, Am I off for thinking that these were the same shoes as Tokyo's? Like, I'm, I'm going to let uh, a Devante step in because uh, he's a big fan of the work of Ronnie Fike. I'm, so, I'm also Devante. a huge fan. Let me hear it. Devante, Devante go. Man, I don't think there's any bad Air Force One that I've seen this guy come out with. There's always something, like, good. It's always, like, it's always clean and to the point. I do... I do agree with you mike that um it did look like the tokyos when i was first looking at it um but i don't know the, the stuff that he the stuff that he's coming out with is clean man i'd, I'd get anything oh i I'd like them i like them but i was just like oh are these the tokyos i like forgot that the tokyos had like the red i think they have the red sock line, red right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I like completely forgot. I was like, "Oh, these are the." T- <laughs> I think the one Air Force was that I'm mad that he didn't come out with the public was the family and friends one that he came out with. I think he okay. did a donation. He did like a little donation during like the whole like first like lockdown situation. That's what I'm mad about because those were so clean, and I remember like screenshotting them and sending them to like my fiance, and I was like, "I need to get these. Like, I need to have my hands on these." And then when you said it was like only for family and friends. I was like, I really thought I was a part of the family because I bought so many stuff from you. So, like, <laughs> I, I really wanted to it's send like, him like a DM being like, so like, did you hey, forget man, to like, oh, where's my size? Size 10? <laughs> did you like, just DM him like, you forget who pays the bills? <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, really? You know what, no. man? I, um, there's only one Air Force One that he's really done that I just like need. Um, I need those linens, man. I need them. We, we spoke about them. I need them. Simple and plain. Like, I'll literally, I'll like, I don't want to pay resale on them, but, like, I would trade up, like, maybe 
three pairs of shoes for a pair of linens. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm that serious about getting them. Like, I, I need that shoe. I just don't want to pay for them out of pocket. That's the only thing. Okay. So the, those those Paris Air Force ones, though, you for it? You're I'm for really. them. I'd, I'd get them. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd get them. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm a fan. 100%. What, what else is coming down the pipeline? The uh, the Valentine's Day. Oh yes, Ooh, those are cool. Yeah, those yes. are clean. Love those. You know, you know what I um. So they had like the white pair that dropped with like the heart on the yeah. side. Um, I managed to get a pair of those. Those are pretty cool. Nice. Um, you know, pers- let me know what size. Size ten. Nah, nah. It's a it's a it's a big foot size. Thirteen. Thirteen. Fourteen. Sasquatch. It's a Sasquatch. <laughs> it's fine. Size. It's, it's like fine. Cor- quadruple sock. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to do. It's fine. Um, and then, uh, but no, the the real Valentine's Day Air Force ones are coming out, like the the pink joints. Yeah. Um, what I didn't realize until the other day was that on the toe box, uh, the holes are like hearts. It's like oh. uh, very similar to the Clivers where they did like the snowflakes. Yeah. Um, very cool, man. Uh, honestly. The, I don't see I don't see how they're gonna release a better Air Force One than that this year. I legitimately think that's probably gonna be Air Force One of the year for me. Like I love that shoe. Like if I if I were to only cop one pair, like it's it's going straight to the toe. Like I like I would rock them all year. They're actually really cool. Like, they're I know really a lot cool. of people like wouldn't want to wear like a pink shoe like that, but there, there's enough wrong. white in there to, to to contrast it out. I'd say. If you look at the Air Max, the plastic holes are also hearts as well. Oh, for real. Yeah, it's really cool. That. That's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, I'm looking I want, right now. These shoes are cool. But I like the perforations. Yeah. Yeah. Devonta, you going for those? Which ones again? The the Valentine's Day Air Force one, the the pink ones with the. Nah, not no. for you, eh? You're not you're, for you're me, about the whites. You're about the white yeah. ones. Yeah, I'm honestly, I I'd love the pink ones, maybe. Maybe for my fiance, but not for me. Not for What's me. wrong with pink, man? Come on. I yo. love pink. I love pink. Don't get me wrong. I'm a huge basketball guy. Every KD um, breast cancer shoe or, or Aunt Pearl shoe that he came out with, I've copped. Nice. But with the Jordan ones, with the pink, I don't. I don't know if I could pull it off. I don't know. And you I know, think I, I could pull off anything. I don't know if I could pull it off. I worry about that too. I think it's it's a very big contrast shoe. Like you need to uh, you need to have like a very simple fit, and then and then the the shoe is is the focal point of the fit for sure. Uh, like it's gotta be like a white tee or like you know what I mean like something very simple, not too much going on up top or on the pants or anything like that. Yeah. And 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 I think you could. I think basically anybody could pull that one off. I think it, I think it's a pretty cool shoe. I agree. Um, I I would I I would uh, I'd probably wear that a lot. I'd wear it with those uh, Kith Vogue uh, pants that I have, because there's like a it's like in a silver mix and there's like a nice pink embroidery on the one of the letters. Be nice, very nice. I still I still need that Kith Vogue hoodie in the in like the purple like the violet one. StockX man. That's, that's like calling your yeah, name. Yeah, I don't know about all that. <laughs> I don't know about. Hey, all after all you that after shit. you cook out on the on the neutral gray ones, maybe. Bro, I just bought a two thousand dollar computer. I'm good. <laughs> could have been a two thousand dollar watch. You could have done 
the Tudor Black Bay by now. I could have done the I could have done the Tudor, but I'm pretty sure that the Tudor is not gonna allow me to up my business game <laughs> the way the way a two thousand dollar computer would. So you know. after the the neutral grays, man, Tudor time. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll 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 see how tomorrow goes, man. Let's not let's not jinx it quite yet. <laughs> so, uh, so um, what's up? What do you got? What do you guys think about the PSG ones? PSG ones. They're coming over like a PSG Air Force one. Yeah, PSG Jordan one. Really? Jordan one. Because the oh the PSG Jordan one. I I keep I always see the fours. Like I've literally had yeah, the I think fours about the fours. Radar for the last like three months probably. Um, I don't think I've ever seen the ones actually. It's uh, it's one comfort. Oh, it's like it's like a zoom, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, those are pretty cool with like the with like the violet by the collar and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a gradient. Yeah, it's almost like a tie dye. It's very. Nice. I think I think that's like a nice accent to it. I think it's a. I think it'd be like a. I don't think it'd be like a going out type of shoe, but it'd be like a nice like, you know, like casual like jumpsuit type of fit. Yeah. That's gonna be a be clean. That's gonna be a sleeper. I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm surprised that's. That hasn't become a TikTok shoe already, though. Oh, oh my God. That's going to be such a huge TikTok shoe. Oh, oh my God. God. I'm telling you for a fact. Oh, man. Like, oh, the swoosh glows in the dark, too? Was no it way. actually? Oh, that's it. I need these, man. <laughs> you, you know what? Care, I, I, me, I, me, and Char- me and Charlie D'Amelio can match. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> Those I are would, crazy. I would wear these <laughs> with, like, carp- carpenter pants or, like, Dickies. Really? Yeah, and I'd cover the I'd cover the the collar. The collar, okay. Yeah, that's that's just my vibe. I I look at these. I look that sail color is really nice, and then with the sole being being purple, like that is such a nice hit. Look, the gradient for me is is, is fine. I don't love it. I don't hate it. It looks like it, it's die sub, um, but I would just cover it. I just rock it with some nice workwear pants. Very interesting. I like those. I hope they, what material I, is that collar? I think uh, it's it looks, the. You know how off white or not off white? The union. It is off white. It is. It is like the off white. The off white forward where it has that like foam texture. Yeah, I think it's, it's like that. A foam, right? It's foam. I think that's. I think it's that that Jordan. I think that's what Nike's like, kind of like doing now. Nike yeah. and Jordan, because like, I got like a pair of like the blazers as one of my beaters, and like the tongue of it is like foam. I remember when I used to wear blazers, it wasn't foam. Like it, it would not, it would be like they that. they did that on the vaults as well, actually. Yeah. So I think um, that's I think that's what they're going for. Oh, uh, I wish they didn't. That gradient. yeah, I kind of I kind of wish that collar was like a like a leather. Yeah, yeah. or at least like a faux faux leather or like a. Yeah. yeah. I think one problem with Nike is they catch on to something, and then they drag it along for like way too long. I like feel like I feel like long. for this one for the foam, they're you're right. They're dragging them. Out. I think it's also like a cost saving measure now. It is. Oh, for sure. You know how much money they probably save a release doing that shit. Yeah, it's, you don't need to stitch the tops. Bro. Yeah, it's die sub, man. Yeah, it's not, not it's for real. It's not. That's why I'd cover it up. Anyways, speaking of Jordan <laughs> ones, <laughs> that's why. Speaking of Jordan ones, uh, did you guys see the? Uh, the million dollar pair of eighty fives, pristine condition, yeah. signed by Michael Jordan, unworn, yeah, unworn, really, yeah, 
million dollars. There's a there's there's a rumor saying that these are not a production pair. Sample. Which which implies, yeah, exactly. It's a sample made for Jordan. The the very interesting part about those was um I don't know if you guys have ever seen uh I think it's XLAR Studios on Instagram, but this guy essentially takes like premium material and like will reconstruct the Jordan one himself. So I like, think like shoe surgeon and like uh kinda like shoe surgeon, yeah, but like he's not putting his own twist on it. Like it literally looks like a, like an eighty five, like just like the Chicago Chicago or Chicago's uh, <laughs> Chicago. Or whatever it might be. Um, and I think he charges maybe like, I want to say like 3500 like 4000 wow. something like that. But like, yo, like the, the quality is like unbelievable when you see it. Um, but when I first saw the picture, like without seeing the, the headline, I honestly thought that's what it was. I legitimately thought that it was like an XLR studio show. I was like, oh, this guy's finally getting the hype he deserves. And then, no, like not at all. It was it was actually a pair of 85s, which which I found incredible. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a pair of 85s in that condition. Nope. Do you think it'll hit a million? I think the person will probably get like $730,000 or something. You think so? To be signed by Michael Jordan, never worn, like in that condition... Come on. You don't think so? What do you what do you think, Devonta? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it'd be signed by Michael Jordan. Uh, as soon as he as soon as that pen hits that shoe, a hundred percent prices are going up. Regardless of Michael Jordan, like right now, like the crying face meme, he's still like Michael Jordan. <laughs> so like, you know, like anything he touches, anything he signs, people are gonna like literally like go like bonkers over it. So like it's crazy. I remember when I was younger, uh, like, I would always, like, just search on eBay for, like, sign Michael Jordan stuff. And there was a pair of Concords game-worn from, like, a regular season game against Charlotte or something. And I think they, the person wanted – this, and, like, keep in mind, this is, like, before sneaker hype was what it is now. Yeah. And I think the person wanted, like, 38000 U.S. or something. Wow. Signed by Michael Jordan. So, like, you know what I mean? Now we're living in 2021. We're literally... Inflation, everything. Every single person wants to be a sneakerhead. Nobody's actually actually a sneakerhead, but everybody wants to be one. Um, Or everybody claims to be one. Honestly, I don't think kids nowadays, like, understand, like, the struggle. Like, actual, like, sneakerheads or, like, or any, like, streetwear diehard would, like, do. Like, I remember literally going to, like... Those Conquerors that came out, I think it was, was it 2010? One of the Conquerors came out with? I think it was 2011. Yeah, so one of those came out, I remember, like, lining up for those from, like, me and my friends asked my parents to drop us off at, like, 3 a.m. in, like, the morning, like, lining up for those. Like, I remember, like, people were, like, fighting for those and, like, trying to get a hand on them. I was like... And like nowadays, like kids don't even like line up. Like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll just I'll just buy a bot and like wait yeah. for it to like. I'm like, well, you can't what, line up, right? What's the enjoyment? What's the enjoyment like from that? Well, like now I, you can't I line think, up. But. I think that's the shitty part is even even prior to COVID, like you still like couldn't line up. Yeah, you like prior to all prior they to lockdown, you, do that shit. you even if you did line up, right? 
you're competing for like literally 10 pairs at a store yeah. right? like that sort of thing it, it's not the same anymore it, the, it's, the, it's not the the 2020 or 2019 2018 2017 2016 version of lining up became oh let's go line up at the store for 15 minutes and sign up for a raffle that we're not going to win yeah and then open up like 15 million computers to try to get it if you don't have bots yeah it's it's crazy how everything yeah. has changed going back just, to that that jordan the the signed one i don't think it'll hit it it's not gonna hit a million i don't think it'll hit a million but it'll it'll hit like several hundred thousand dollars yeah. the uh the most expensive sneaker ever sold was michael jordan game worn chicago ones for six hundred and fifteen thousand u.s dollars signed unsigned but game worn but if it's a sample though Here's the thing. That was at a, um, a Christie's auction, which is really interesting in and of itself, where Christie's, this very old auction house, is now accepting um, sneakers, mm-hmm. and they had that supreme lot and everything. But that's at Christie's. And what happens at a lot of these auctions, especially for things like this, for like one-offs or very rare things, people just get into like, it's just two, two people in a room trying to uh, outbid each other. Then you get these crazy numbers. So you have that you have that aspect of that auction there. It's it's really interesting what auction houses have you know started to take on. Like even um, I can't remember if it was Sotheby's or if it was Christie's, but uh, late last year they did like the the rat memorabilia auction with like you know they they had like the salt and pepper jackets yeah. and like. Yeah. Uh, I know that they did like the big piece was like the 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 biggie crown, and it was like I don't know they bought that crown it was like a plastic crown that they bought for like seven dollars or whatever and they sold it for like a few hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> it's pretty wild. Like you would have never thought that the, that like that shit would have been selling at like an auction house like ten years ago. But it's like it's really crazy like how, you know, it, like hip hop culture and like basketball culture and sneaker culture have, like, really, like, taken over the mainstream. Like, I, I'll never forget, um, you know, like, I, I was it, like, 2016 when Bad and Bougie came out? Yeah. I think it was 2016. Yeah. Throwback. And, and, and Bad and Bougie went number one, and I was like, a rap song's number one on the radio? Like, that's crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not like a, a rap song. trap song, too. But, like, yes, a rap song that is not made for commercial play. Like, yeah. it's literally yeah. just made, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. a rap song. And it's like, I loved the song from the beginning, but I was just like, holy shit, like, it actually made it here. And, like, that was, like, such a huge turning point for, for, for the way that people have, have received um, that type of content. And, like, look at where rap is now. It's honestly mainstream pop music at, at the end of the day. Yeah. Pretty much. Anybody can do it now, which is kind of annoying. I feel like Migos kind of, like, opened that door. You know what I mean? To, like, yeah. don't get me wrong, like, Quavo... And all of them could, they could rap. They could actually rap. But, like, it, that's opened the door for, like, Lil, Pit, Lil Pump and, like, everything <laughs> like that. Like, like those songs, like, I, I have no respect for those guys whatsoever. Because I'm like, like, bro, you're not rapping. Like, you're not. Like, I can go and, like, rap about, like, Stouffville. And if it has, like, a good, like, beat to it, like, people are going to, like, hop to it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's where they open the door. Like, it makes no sense. Yeah. Like, what blew my mind was Doja, like, 
I remember my little sister blasting Doja Cat, like that cow song, and I'm like listening to it, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, how are people like bopping to this? Like, crazy. It's funny that you bring up Lil Pump, um, because I don't think he's as popping as you think he is. Uh, he's not popping now. But he's like, not popping now. When but, Gucci Gang came out, like, I was like a whole. Oh, that was huge! Thing. But Rolling that was Loud, hilarious too. Rolling Loud, 2019. I knew that the SoundCloud money was drying up because we're walking. I'm, I'm at Rolling Loud in New York, and we're like leaving day one, and we're about to walk to the subway. And uh, you know, we're we're walking along this road, and this Jeep Wrangler pulls up. Windows down. This dude's hanging out the side. I look to my right, like it's six feet away from me. It's Lil Pump in a Jeep Wrangler. You're you're not you're not balling in a Jeep Wrangler, man. You're, you're not balling in a Jeep Wrangler. And no disrespect to anybody with a Jeep Wrangler, because it's a reliable vehicle. I got a Jeep Wrangler. Yeah, nice. man, it's a good there it's a good go. car. It's a good car. It's a good car, but I'm just saying, like, there's no, there's no stars in the roof of a, of a Jeep no. Wrangler. You know, oh, what 100%. I mean? <laughs> you can take the roof off, though. You can <laughs> take the roof go. off and look at the stars. You see the stars. Look at the roof the stars. Off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely gonna have to use that line, Darius. If someone's just like, you, you don't got stars in like the roof of your car, I'm gonna be like. I could take the roof off. You could look at the stars. Y'all got... No, 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 no you, th- 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 this is how you say it. You're like, I don't got stars stitched into the roof, but I got the whole galaxy. Oh, oh, damn. Bars. I have to write that down. Bars. <laughs> bars. Damn. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, no, I, I can't hate on the Jeep Wrangler. I drive a Ford Edge, so, you know, I get... I, I'm re- regular people cars. Let's go. Regular people cars. Let's go. Whipping the regular you know, people cars. <laughs> you know, <laughs> did you guys see Lil Uzi's diamond in his forehead? Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't, don't we can talk about started. it. We gonna talk don't about it. Don't get me started. I'm not. Oh, I'm, go for I'm it. Do it. Go. 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 Devante, put you on. Devante, go for it. I'm not involved in this topic. I, I, I don't. I don't know what. What? To say. Yeah. What? I don't know what. To, <laughs> honestly, don't know what to say about that guy, man. I really, I really don't. Like, he thinks, like, he's so sick. And don't get me wrong, like, some of his songs, like, bump. But, like, you, I have never, I have never, ever, like, literally, like, his album dropped on, like, Apple Music. And, like, I was, like, ready to download it. You know what I mean? Like, I've never been that one. Like, I'll never, ever be to the point where, like, oh, like, Lil Uzi's first album drop? Let me go out of my way to, like, look it up and listen to it. It's like, no, I can't. And putting the diamond in front of your head. Not just a God. diamond. A twenty-five Alleged, million dollar diamond. Allegedly, allegedly, a twenty-five million dollar. He's been diamond. paying that shit off for four years, like it's a mortgage. It's a diamond. Like, <laughs> Honestly, I I don't know what to say about that man. I was I remember seeing it like scrolling on my Twitter, and I, and I was just like, bro, like why is? Because everybody was like making like doing the meme where it's like him and then Vision. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I was just like, bro, what is going on? And then, like, I, like, open the picture. I'm like, bro, like, there's blood on this guy's face. I'm like, please tell me this guy did not actually put a diamond in the middle of his forehead. And I was just like, this guy really must think he's, like, God or Jesus or, like, he thinks he can put a diamond in the middle of his face. And, like, everybody will follow it. And I guarantee you now, most people will follow it. Like, 
some people won't put a diamond in the middle of their head because they think it's like normalized now. It was it was actually really funny. Um, he posted a picture on Twitter like maybe the next day or something, and I don't know if you remember, um, but like all those like Lil B like music videos where it would just be like, it would it would just be Lil B just like in like a fucking kitchen or something. Like, it was just it, like his music videos were always so like low budget and just like ridiculous. Oh. And yeah. like the the picture was literally like. <laughs> So he's just little B with like the little diamond. In his <laughs> base God, look honestly, God. but honestly, okay. But, but before God. before you you go in, Darius. Okay, as as someone that has has listened, you know, to, to metal extensively in the past, there was one gentleman from a band by the name of Deicide that you know engraved an inverted cross on his forehead. I thought that was extreme enough, but seeing this diamond, I think Lil Uzi. <laughs> He takes the cake because this is some next level shit. Like it is actually cr- when I saw it, I thought it was shopped. I literally thought it was, it was shopped. I was like, no way someone did this. But people amaze me, man. It is people amaze me. You know every what? Year, every year, people. people just get more crazier and crazier. I know. <sighs> I want to know how where he sources diamond from. Like, because uh, it's. Eliana's I want to know his oh, thought process of like what I want to know like from like beginning till end what he was thinking when he seen the diamond and did he automatically be like oh this would be awesome I'm gonna put it in the middle of my head like I really want to know his thought process and like what made him do that because like yo did he actually get it from Eliante? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he got it from Eliante. Yeah. Oh my god, there was no thought process then, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thought was just I want a diamond on my forehead. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. if you look at the photos, right? You look at the photos of the uh, of this diamond. It doesn't yes. look clear, you know. Ooh. <laughs> it doesn't look nice. It looks cloudy. Not hater not that VSC. Hater alert. No, here's no. This I is smell le- a hater. No, <laughs> no, this is legitimately the thing. Why I said like, oh, if you got it from Eliante, it's probably not a best time. It's because if he was gonna really flex that it's like a diamond that he claims like is that quality just show the gia man just show the gia and no one's going to question you right darius darius is really on his pink panther shit tonight come on the pink panther (laughs) no but that's his neck bro (laughs) yo can we hold on can we take him for a minute that steve martin was in a movie with fucking beyonce i like what (laughs) steve martin was in a movie with beyonce which the movie? whole was movie. Chilling. It's not like she was in a. It wasn't a cameo. She was literally a lead in the movie. It was Steve Martin and Beyonce in the same movie. Which movie? That's it. That's literally that's the only point that I have to make. I have no other comment. That, but isn't that fucking crazy? <laughs> when was this? What year? How, how did we? How do we get here with with Lucy? Because Lil the Uzi Pink Panther is about oh, a diamond, okay. wasn't it? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I was trying to smuggle a diamond. Yeah. No, yeah. well. What I was trying to say is that a diamond of like like this, right? A twelve carat, vivid pink, natural, clear stone. You're probably getting from like a big auction house. <laughs> like it looks, it looks cloudy as hell. Maybe it's maybe it's because it's not on like a blank background, but people would know that this diamond went. Like a lot of jewelers would know. Maybe Did the you... darkness inside of him is taking over the diamond. Know. That's true. <laughs> It's it's sucking it's sucking out the dark energy from him. Damn. Did you did you see the um 
Did you see the diamond prior to it being placed on his head? No. Uh, no. It looked pretty clear to me. I mean, I'm no, I'm no, I want to say geologist, but I feel like that's a gemologist. 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 That, see, that sounds too much like Jumanji for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's another crazy movie, Jumanji. Anyways, um, <laughs> 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 welcome to the Springs and Thread movie podcast. Yeah. We're talking about Beyonce and Steve Martin being in the same movie for two hours. Um, Feel but yeah, no, I'm no gemologist or anything. No, He's I like Jumanji. I'm no Jumanji or anything. <laughs> But it, but, but it looked pretty clear to me. I don't know. I want also, like, who, if Eliante sourced it for him, right? I want to know, like, how that even worked. Like, how do you even find this diamond? One, two is like, did Eliante put out the wholesale cost of the diamond? So, like, probably 10 million and then get paid? For it, like over four years, I wouldn't do that. Like hell no, if I was a no. I was he, he said that he paid twenty four million dollars for the diamond over like four years. Yeah, but like that means whoever sold it to him made some yeah, they money. Made, they made money. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, and wholesale for diamonds is generally sixty percent off. Yeah, so ten well, million ish. Yeah, well, I mean, like I don't know, is ten million that much money for Eliante? I don't think so. That's a lot to sit yeah, on one they, thing. Yeah, but they do a lot of pieces every year, man. They gotta put. They have to make <clears throat> twenty Migos chains at five hundred k each. No, they make forty because they have to make the money. That the you know profit who, you to know get who the bothers money in the me? bank. That that you bring up Migos again uh, is Offset. He is the epitome of a person that acts like they've been a sneakerhead since like forever. Oh yeah, but in reality, he doesn't give a shit about the shoes that they're wearing. He's With like. like He's like, oh, I'm a trendsetter. It's like, what the fuck do you mean you're a trendsetter? You're wearing dunks in 2021. Like, I don't, I don't know. You're wearing dunks and chrome hearts. You're not a trendsetter. <sighs> Someone's going to run up on Lil Uzi and snatch that diamond. I guarantee you. 100%. He's going to be in the club and someone's just going to like reach into the, and then pull it off his face. It's going to be hilarious. It's going to be like, oh, someone robbed oh. my diamond. You know, so you know imagine the insurance policy on that diamond. Oh hell yeah. How do you write that, that policy? <laughs> Just thinking about that. You know what uh you know what we do have to do? Um because we, we've been recording this entire time and we have not asked Devontae any questions about his fantastic brand or how we got into it. Or anything. He's probably been sitting here going, like, why are we talking about sneakers this entire time? <laughs> I'm fine with talking so, about sneakers, man. I grew up around that. No, but we definitely do wanna we definitely do wanna get into, you know, the the origins of how you got into it and, and everything like that. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, how did how did you start this journey? Uh, the path into... to the diamond in your forehead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Uh... All right, so I guess how, how I started a journey from, from the beginning was I took a, I was in digital photography and film for my college years as I was talking with, with Edwards. So I was in sports management, completely dropped out of that, took the risk, went to digital photography and film because I wanted to, like, you know, be that guy shooting for Nike, working on, like, shoes with them and just being that creative end. And then coming to graduation, me and my best friend, we wanted to go to New York. 
So we went to New York, and I was a huge guy for kids. I wanted to, like, go with the kids. And I just took the opportunity. So when we went there, I walked in, and I was telling, I was telling Edward this. I walked into Kith, and I was just like, you know what? I'm definitely going to meet Ronnie. This is the day I'm going to meet Ronnie. Walked in there. My jaw dropped as soon as I entered the store. It was Kith Soho. And I was just like, bro, this guy, is, this is like heaven. The way he designed Soho had the, you walk in, first thing you see is a giant Nike wall of all the shoes. And then to, I literally could like map out the whole entire thing. Walking there and my, do- my jaw dropped. And I walked into the one of the supervisors. I was like, yo, where's Ronnie at? And he's just like, oh yeah, he left like 10 minutes ago. Damn. And I was Damn, just like, bro. that's insane. But into what like started Vote was like coming back from New York from going to photography and making like $2,000 a month to like 800 it was literally just like, oh, like, I need something, like, a lot better. So I went into advertising and marketing. And throughout the throughout the program, my first year, it's okay, like, yo, I could definitely, like, come up with my own brand. I've been shooting product for, like, so many other brands. And, like, their product is great and all, but, like, I feel like I could do, like, a lot better and add my own twist and taste to it. So coming up with that, I started to write down names. And, like, my photography name was DeVoe. And I didn't want the brand to be about myself. I wanted it to be, like, its own thing. So at the time, I wrote down Vo, And it kind of just, like, stuck with me. And I kept on doing designs throughout the class to the point where, like, I was failing, like, two classes. Because all I was doing was just, like, doing different, like, typography for, like, Vo. Um, and I, throughout that process, it was the same year as Life as Pablo when he came out with. And when I went to the Kanye shop, I was, I bought the shirt. I bought, like, the Life of Pablo shirt. And it was, I looked at it, and I was on the phone with my friend. And I'm like, bro, this is Gildan. Were you lined up for that? I was lined up for that, yeah. Oh, me too. I was like, <laughs> I was like bro, this is Gildan. I was just like, this is the same shirt that I wear to work for, like, the city of Markham. And I washed it, and my medium became a small. Like, my medium became a small. And this was at the time when I was doing the designs for Bo. And, like, throughout that process, it made me realize, being like, yo, like, Kanye West is, like, one of the known of the guys, you know, like, that Louis Vuitton Don guy, that high-end luxury guy, right? And I'm like, bro, you're printing your stuff on a Gildan T-shirt. Like, you could at least, like, I know you could come up with a better product. I know you have better resources. So with me coming out with the Bo Collective, I wanted to do that for people. I want people, you know, to get what they paid for. I paid a lot of money for that shirt, and it's now too small. I don't have that in my inventory yeah. anymore. It's no longer existing in my shirt collection. Um, but, like, I wanted to, like, when coming out with a Vogue Collective, my main thing was, like, I want people to feel like they're getting more than what they paid for. So designing these designs and coming out with that product, I was just like, okay, can I get these resources in Canada? And that's when I came um, in contact with, with House of Blanks. And I was just like, I was so excited. I was just like, oh, I got House of Blanks. I'm like, awesome. And then it was just a process. I didn't want to just rush into a brand. I didn't want to be one of those people that's just like, you know, like, I'm coming with the brand. Let me slap a design on a T-shirt. Like, I wanted more the thought process, the thought process into it. And um, doing that, it took me, like, a whole entire year. I didn't come up with anything for a whole entire year. I was also in school, and I could still come out with it. But, like, I want to do it right. I want to do it correctly because, like, I want this to become my life. I literally wanted to design clothes, design apparel. So it took me a year. Found the whole the whole reseller for House of Blanks. Ordered my shirts for the first time. 
and I printed on them. And then we were getting into that talk where it's just like, how much am I going to sell these for? Right? And I was just like looking into like, how much does OVO sell these for? Because I was like, these are nice quality. This is my first time getting to like know like actual like apparel from like a buyer and a designer's like standpoint. So to me, I was like, this is great to like start with. Later on, I did know, I was just like, yeah, these, these aren't the greatest, especially from like getting feedback from like females being a vote collective and just the ups and downs with it. There were times where like, I literally just didn't know if this was going to like be good enough to make it, especially with the fact that it's like, you know what? I'm paying $724 for these shirts. And like, I just like, I lost, I think I didn't, I don't think I broke even on my first shirt. I think I was like $200 short of like breaking even when I first came with vote collective. And I came with the varsity shirts the next time. And then I didn't come up with anything for that standpoint because, like, I couldn't make money to, like, keep on, like, resourcing out. So I took, like, a little, like, break with it. And then coming along the next year, I got in contact with Rebel Classics. And I'm talking to Edward on the phone. And I thought this guy was, like, a big shot. I was nervous as hell because they were, they were like, oh, you got to open an account. You got to talk to our creative director, right? And I'm a creative director of a small business, but, like, this is a creative director of, like, Rebel Classics. So, like, it's a huge wholesaler company, so I'm, like, I'm nervous. I'm, like, what do I have to do to, t to for them to, like, believe me that, like, this business is going to go far and it's going to be huge? So I'm pitching my idea to Edward, and I'm just, like, yeah, I want to be, like, the kids of Toronto. I want to be the kids of Canada. That's what I want to be for. That's what I want Vo to be. And that's what I'm trying to, like, merit but add my own taste to it. I remember Edward literally telling me, he's like, yeah, I know Ronnie. Like, I talked to Ronnie, and my jaw dropped. I was just like, I was like, bro, in my head, I'm talking, like, I was at a golf course at a time, and I'm looking at my friend, I'm like, do I ask him if I can get Ronnie's number? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a no. I was like, do I ask if I can get Ronnie's number? Or, like, just this, like, contact information, you know? Like, just give me his email. I'll shoot him an email. But, like, he was telling me, he was giving me a list, like, yeah, we do Kith, we do Roots, we do Noah, and all those stuff. And I was just, like, I thought I hit the jackpot. And at the time, like, I was still new with the wholesalers. So, like, when I was, like, looking through their site, I was just, like, man, I have to spend, like, $46 on, like, a T-shirt. Because I didn't really look at the price list at the time. So I didn't start ordering with Rebel Classics, I think, until this year with them. So I had the hoodies, and I ordered my first pair of hoodies with them this year. And till now, with Vogue Collective, we changed some stuff up. It used to just be Vogue. And then we added the Collective because, like, to me, Vogue stands for friends and family. I do this for my friends and family. I do this for my community. And anytime anybody purchases a product from Vogue, they become, they become a part of that friends and family. And they become a part of that community. And that was my main thing. And what my huge thing was, I wanted my friends to be able to, like, work with me, not work for me. Because someone's working for you, you can't, like, progress. But if they're working with you, there's so much more opportunity, there's so much more window to grow. So, like, every time I talk about this with my friends and my team now is literally just being, like, I can imagine my my creative lead, staff. she's my old my photographer, having her, she's in charge of, like, all, like, the media stuff. And my art director, Rochelle, she's really good at styling and setting the mood boards and pretty much picking up on stuff that I miss. 
she could be head of that department. And then I have my two friends that I went to advertise and marketing with that helped me build Vo from like the ground up to where it is now. Justin, my designer, who designed the recent hoodie that's online right now, I was like, bro, you could be the head of design and oversee everything. And that, that was my main thing. I really wanted my friends to work with me. I didn't want it to be like, just like me running a business and trying to make money for it. And I told that to everybody and I told that to my dad. I was like, I'm not doing this for the money. I'm like running a business, money comes with it. I'm doing this solely for the fact that like, I like designing clothes. I like wearing clothes. I like styling. And given the fact that, like, if I still have money coming in for Vote, I'm going to continue designing, whether it's popping or not, because that's what I like to do. And I think that sort of brushed off on a lot of people. And that's why a lot of people are, like, wearing Vote now. I literally have people DMing me being like, yo, when's the next job happening? Or, like, is this T-shirt, the Summer 20 T-shirt, like, is it coming back in stock? You know, so from vote where it is, from where it started to where it is now, it's like a very up and down journey. I'm one of those people that needs the summer <laughs> 20 t-shirt back in stock. I, I need that t-shirt expeditiously, as T.I. would say. I, I, no, like I actually, I need that t-shirt so bad. Um, what would you say, and, and this is something that I feel like I've struggled with. Uh, if I'm being totally honest, over the last, you know, uh, six months or so of, like, really getting into, you know, designing and, and you know, kind of gearing up to, to finally end up releasing something, is um, there is, no matter how, no matter how, um, you know, confident you are in your ability and how confident you are in the product that you're able to put out, there is always, you know, that self-doubt where, you know, you're kind of sitting there going, all right, is this good enough? Will people vibe with this? Um, like, should I even try putting this out? Should I try and, you know, pivot and go a different way? Like, will people understand what I'm trying to get across by releasing this? Um, there's, like, a lot of things that can go through your, through your mind as a creative. Uh, and and that, goes, that goes for any faculty at the end of the day. It doesn't matter whether you're designing clothes or making music or, you know, writing a book or whatever. Um, how would you say that you were able to, you know, overcome that, that nagging voice in your head and just go, you know what, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to do it. I can tell you right now, it's a battle every day. Like, I haven't I haven't gotten to the point where, like, you know what? Like, everything I come up with, I'm 100% positive with. Um, there's still that, like, 5% fair where it's just, like, when I release it, I have those thoughts where it's just, like, did I, did I really release the right shirt? Is someone going to buy this shirt? I think the fact is, and it's one of the drops that we're actually um, coming out with is for, like, mental health. Um, is just for the fact, like, you know, being being a creative, you have those doubts. And I think it comes apart with the package of being a creative where you have self-doubt and you don't know if you're going the right way, but you just got to continue pushing yourself. Um, yeah, because with, with designs and everything that I come up with and designs and everything that I try to work on, sometimes, like, I completely delete it. Like, I delete everything. And I could have, like, 10 people tell me like it's an amazing design but if i don't feel that way i'm not gonna come out with it 
right? So from the part with that nagging voice in my head, it, it's a constant battle like every single day. Like there's some designs that like I'm working on now for the spring collection that we're coming up with that three weeks ago, I thought were amazing. And then like, I'm looking at it now and like, I was just like, I don't like it. Like, why did I design this in the first place, right? Um, having a great team that I have with me, um, giving me, giving everybody chipping in on tips and ideas to make it better. I think that makes the nagging in my head a little bit, I guess, not very like constantly coming at me being like, this design sucks. Why are you coming up with this? I think having a team and constructing the design to where like all like five of us like it and then coming out with it rather than just like me liking it, right? So I get that reassurance from my like, my team and then that nagging voice honestly just goes away, but then it comes back again when it's time to design like on my own. For sure. I can I can totally get that. Um so so at what point did you decide that you needed to bring people on with you or felt that it was the right move to bring people on with you? Like like when when did that transition happen? Like how far into you know the brand identity were you before you started going, okay, I want to bring a full team on? So the first I always wanted I always wanted to work with my friends, right? And like I said before, like Vogue Collective was for friends and family. So even though this was my idea, like I always wanted to bring my friends along with me but my dad being an og shout out you dad i love you um he literally told me like starting a business he's like you can't do this with your friends it's gonna be like a lonely road to begin with right and i noticed that going back into college like i had this great team that as like i have right now but i remember one thing that turned me off was i remember going back into my second year and like i was like full-blown like vo mode i didn't care if i failed that whole entire program I was really just like, yo, like, Bo is, like, what, like, my main focus is right now. And I remember one person in that team literally said, Bo's not my number one focus right now. Like, I need to finish school. And, like, it kind of, like, hurt me a little bit for the fact that I was just, like, during first year, we were all so, like, about, like, Bo. We were all so working together. And then you go ahead and say that, that kind of makes me, like, think of my decision being, like, do I really need a team right now? And they work in that. So the first two drops, I didn't have a team, like whatsoever. The summer nineteen drop and then the Vogue Varsity drop, I didn't have a team. It was all me, complete creative directing everything, making sure inventory is set, styling and everything was all me. And then later on down the road, I met my good friend Steph and my good friend Rochelle, and they were helping me during the Vogue Varsity shoot. So we sat down and we talked, and I was just like, "Yo, why don't we constantly have?" these meetings like it wasn't a part of a team thing it was just kind of just like friends like helping me out working together and then later on i kind of just started adding more and more people to it it wasn't kind of like i was looking for someone it's kind of like they just hopped on the train and just decided to go along with like the ride right and i tell them all the time i was like if you guys don't feel like you're benefiting or you're contributing to the team talk to me and you want to take a break then you can leave because like i'm not asking you to to stay if you guys want to stay and help build it, that's great. Mm -hmm. So I think in terms of, like, when I needed a team was when everybody, anybody hopped along, right? Because they could all jump ship, as I said before, and it would still be me, and I'll still be working at it. But if they still want to, if they want to stay on board, then that's what it is. Wow. Is that, um, is that something that, 
as a creative worries you sometimes? Like, are you ever worried about the possibility of people going, oh, you know, like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore? Like, as, as much as you are doing this for yourself, <clears throat> like, would that, would that make you sort of, you know, rethink some things or, or would you still go as strong as you are right now? Yeah, I would oh. definitely get so scared if someone, if I was putting people on my team and they were like, stopped being on it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I think um, it scares me like literally every single day. And I think being the fact, being the owner and creative director and like leading the team, um, I say a lot more no's than I do yeses, right? So every time someone sends me an idea, I have to be like, okay, yeah, that's a great idea. But like, what do you have to like back up that idea? Right? Like, I have to be that person that kind of, like, you know, stands their ground and kind of just... It's my brand at the end of the day, but, like, I have to, like, literally tell them, be like, yeah, these are all great ideas, but, like, how is this going to benefit the brand? Right? So, having them jump ship, I was literally talking to my creative lead, Steph, and I was just like, I just want to make sure, like, I'm being a great leader for you guys and make sure, because, like, I don't want you guys, like, you know, if you guys feel like you need to jump ship, then let me know. Like, obviously, it will suck. I don't want to ruin a friendship, but, like, that is what it is, right? Like, you don't really go into your team being like, yo, I'm going to be so scared if you guys, like, leave me, right? Mm-hmm. You got to, like, show them being like, if, if you leave me, that's fine, but we're still going to move forward and we're not going to stop, right? Have you, um, this is, like, a little bit more of a recommendation, but have you ever read um, This Is Not a T-Shirt, the, the Bobby Hundreds book? Oh, I've no, never great, read that. Great I book. haven't. I haven't read this is not a T-shirt, but and I have a I have a hundred sticker on my laptop because starting off the vote, I used to watch so many documentaries and so many podcasts, and the Bobby Hundred series, the one that was on Complex, or was a hype. Yeah, the Blueprint. The, the Blueprint. Blueprint. Yeah. I yeah, watched yeah. that, and I was literally just like, I think one thing that really hit with me was, it's just like I was like going to school to be like a lawyer. But I kept on, like, drawing, like, the bomb. And then I guess it was his mentor at the time had cancer. And he's just like, you know, like, why are you in here being a lawyer? Like, you talk about the hundreds so many times. Like, go yeah. go and do it, right? So, like, Bobby Hundreds, for me, is, like, a huge influence just as, yeah. like, Ronnie Ronnie is, right? Because I don't think people give the hundreds as much credit as credit it deserves. They don't, not at all. Because, they don't. like, they don't. that brand is so insane and the artwork that he comes out with and the process, the thought process that he comes out with is amazing. And that's one of the things that, like, with the community part, with Vote Collective, stands so strongly with me. Because I remember during the one of his um, interviews, he's talking about how he has some fans designed the hundreds, and he puts it on, on a shirt. And he also frames the artwork in his, I believe, in his uh, manufacturing shop. So it's like, that's one of the things that, like, really stuck with Because he, he talks to his community right yeah and i don't think that's what some brands actually don't do for sure and he takes I, care of steve that that's one of my biggest things about him is like um up until maybe like <laughs> the last like year and a half uh, not to say that like i wasn't into the hundreds at all but i i definitely wasn't like a huge bobby hundreds fan um but like after i read that book and like you know really started listening like to a lot more of what he has to say like like he he is legitimately like the icon that is never gonna get the respect he deserves. Like yeah. he people don't yeah. put enough respect on Bobby Hundred's name. It's like 
and you know how Stussy is respected? Bobby yeah. Hundreds deserves that respect. He does. Yeah, I think so. Sure. He really does. Oh, 100%. I remember walking into his store. Like It was like we were on um, Fairfax. So you had Supreme, Diamond, and then you walk a little bit down the road, and then it's the Hundreds, and then Flight Club after that. I remember walking into the Hundreds, and I'm looking at it, I'm like, he has this giant sculpture, I believe, in the middle of his store in LA. It's a small store. So like it's like a cube store, but like just the layout from that, I'm like, this is sick. Like this is like you can see that he thinks about like how people are gonna like what they're gonna think when he enters his store. And I think he creates a story for every single client that he has, every single customer that buys his shirt that most brands don't. And like we were all saying, like I don't think he's getting the, the, the respect that he deserves. Yeah. And I think the hundreds is definitely by far to me, at least. I'd buy I'd buy the hundred shirt over, and like over off white shirt, a hundred percent for sure. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Because I because the thought process I know that he puts like his all in that shirt. I'm not saying that Virgil doesn't, but I'm saying like it's literally like. Every shirt thing. means something to him. Yeah, every shirt yeah. means something to him. And I yeah. and and that's what stands for me. That's the same reason why I look I like Ronnie so much. Because like everything he designs, like it's a thought process. Like it's literally like what can we bring back that's gonna like touch every person's like heart differently. And I think that's yeah. the same thing that Bobby does. Definitely, definitely give that a read. Uh anybody that's listening to this podcast. And if you if you want to get into fashion at all. Or, or you know, start up, start up your own thing. Definitely read. This is not a T-shirt by Bobby Hundreds. The amount of gems in that, insane, like absolutely nuts. And like even before he dropped the book, like this is like years ago. Um, I remember, like you know, I was always like kind of telling him like, oh, like I want to do this, I want to do that. And like he was like dropping like free PDF guides for people and stuff. Like he really like just wants to see people succeed. Like, he doesn't care if he knows you or not. Like, he doesn't care if there's any monetary value in it for him. Like, he legitimately just wants to see people, like, strive and succeed. And that's, like, in, in an industry like this, like, it's, it's hard to find those kinds of people. And he's never tried to make his product exclusive. Yeah. Ever. No. I Ever. give, answering, answering your, about the team question, um, I definitely could say uh, one thing I learned from Bobby is, like, you can't have all, you can't have all your friends working for you for like, sure it's 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 not impossible but you'll definitely have those friends that won't treat it as like you know like you're still working a job rather than you know like i'm just working for a friend and i remember him saying that like he had to literally like some of his friends go because they weren't taking it like because they weren't taking it seriously yeah. they weren't taking it serious so i've had had team members on my team that i was just like yo we have a meeting at 10 at like at like starbucks can I need you there? Oh, I can't make it. Why can't you make it? Like I have some stuff to do. And be like, okay, like the first time I can understand, because like obviously like I'm not I'm not really like paying you, right? So I can understand like if you can't make it. But like after like the second time, and I don't see you putting in that effort to actually like you know like want it as bad as like everybody else, then I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you from yeah. my team because like I don't I don't need that like as bad as it sounds. I don't need that dead weight. Like yeah. continue like being like oh yeah like, you're not there to babysit coming. anybody you're trying no, to run a business and and that's and that's exactly what it is so there are team yeah. members that I have cut from the team before 
but like the team members that I have now, they they don't want to leave anytime soon. I could yeah. I could definitely reassure you that. That's pretty solid, man. I, I love to hear that. It's always good to have people like you know supporting you and behind you, like helping you you know achieve achieve the goals that you're setting out. Um, so, something I brought up the other day. Um, I actually posted this on my Instagram because I just like it was something that kind of just occurred to me. Um, but if you are, you know, a creative or it doesn't matter what kind of business you're going into. And I feel like more people need to hear this. Um, if you're telling somebody about the goals that you're setting out to achieve and the first thing out of that person's mouth is how difficult that's going to be instead of them trying to support you and then trying to maybe tr- tackle some of those challenges, that person is just projecting their insecurities onto you. Oh, 100%. And, and I honestly wish, like, and not that I just realized that, but it's like, it's something that, like, you know, over time I'm like, oh, like, now I finally get it and I finally understand where these people are coming from. And whether that's purposefully or whether that's subconsciously, like... People really need to know that if somebody is coming out and telling you and you're like, oh, I want to do this and that and the other thing. And the person's like, well, that's difficult. It's like, well, every fuck, everything's fucking difficult. Yeah. Like everything worth working for is difficult. So it's like, Preach. you know, and Devante, you know, you, you can obviously attest to this. Like if if you're willing to do something and you want to get something done, set out and do it. Even if you fuck it up, set out and do it. Like... Yeah. It's it's better to fail and know and, and be able to learn from those failures than to, you know, never do something and then 10, 20, 30 years down the line be like, shit, I wish I at least tried. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. That, that would, that's, that's the kind of shit that eats me alive, right? Is It's that. And even this this platform, it it was eight months before the the first ever blog post. And it was the same thing, just like you, Devante, as an entrepreneur, as an, as an owner, is I just got to do it. And I had to suck it up and I had to look at myself and be like, hey, it's not going to be perfect. The website's not going to be the greatest. The, the, the writing content's not, not going to be the best. But eventually, I knew I, I wanted to move into an audio form podcast because that's where I think it, it shines the best and where, where you get the most interesting conversations. De- Devante, I do want to ask you one thing. Um, and as we kind of uh, start to you know wrap up, as an entrepreneur, as a business, business owner, and specifically within fashion and textiles, is how was that for the first three months? What like Because you came from no experience. And nowadays with Shopify, with all these programs out there, right, and all these solutions is the barrier to entry is so much lower. But because it's lower, it's also like, well, shit, I'm here now. There's this. How the fuck do I even approach this? So what did the first three months look look like for you? It's, my mind was in scrambles. Like, literally, I had to, like, it was, it was coming into this at first. Just like, oh, like, you know, like, I didn't think it obviously was going to be a piece of cake. But I definitely knew, like, I had my work cut out for me. Um, Starting in the first three months, I was just like, okay, awesome. I got to get the shirts. I got the shirts in. And I was just like, oh, wait, I have to print on these shirts. Like, I have to find someone to print on these shirts. Like, what am I going to do? And then, like, not really, like, knowing, like, what type of print I needed. 
right? Like the first summer night t-shirt, I thought it could just be screen printed. I didn't know, I didn't even know what like DTG was at first. I was like, oh, okay, awesome, direct the garment. I thought it was gonna be like, you know, like somewhat of the same cost as screen printing. And then they sent me the first bill and I was just like, nah. I, how, <laughs> no. I was like, how, how am I supposed to like make, make money, right? And now I'm like, oh, awesome. Okay, yeah, I got the shirts in. Like, I paid the, for the DTG. Oh, wait, I got to do the website, right? But, oh, I can't do the website yet because I have no photos of the product. Okay, I got to find a photographer. So, like, the first three months, was they, like, running around in, like, scrambles, trying to put, like, all these, like, pieces together. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, like, as, like, my dad would say, he's, like, it's like a broken boss. Like, you're trying to put all the pieces together. You think you got all the pieces together, and then one piece falls out, and then everything falls down to the floor again. Then you got to start all over again, right? That was, like, the first three months. Like, I thought I had everything together, and then, like, I'd forget that, you know, like, I have to, like, price the product and take, like, product shots and have them separate from, like, the campaign shots, right? So the first three months was literally, like, gruesome. But you get the hang of it. You get the hang of it. Okay. Um, and, and all of that, and you're not even getting into like actually designing the clothing, right? There you no. go. So, so is starting a brand easy as a lot of people are going to be like, oh, starting a brand's easy. Yeah, it's, it's just, just as easy as like a one click and all that stuff. It's hard as fuck. It's <laughs> not, it's not easy at all. And speaking as a uh, creative, and if as being a creative, you're perfect. You're so keen on being perfect, being everything like perfect, that it makes it even more harder, right? Because when you're creative, when you're a designer, your biggest fear is how people judge you and how people judge your work. So when you're coming out with that product for that brand, you're just like, are people going to like it? Are people going to like the design? Are they going to like the name? Are they going to make fun of the name? Like, what what are they going to think? So come with a brand is, is definitely difficult. You have to have um, a backbone. And one thing I definitely agree on is you get to have a great support system around you because if you have like negative people constantly around you, you're, you're only going to have self-doubt and then you're not going to come up with it at all. So having a great support system and having people that believe in you um, definitely helps you like starting a brand, right? Because you know for a fact if you have five people that believe in you, that's five people that are probably going to buy your shirt, right? And then five of those people that bought your shirt, they're going to have closer people to them that's going to be like, oh, this brand's dope. And they're going to support you and relay that information to everybody else. So definitely starting a brand isn't easy, but have a great support system and just just don't give up and come out and just keep on coming out with a product. Uh, I, I love that you, that you say that because I think it's important for people that are listening that are thinking about starting something is it is not easy like every day i get tens of 20 30 like people of people wanting wanting to start something right not everyone's going to come to you with like a tech pack not everyone's going to come to you knowing what they want knowing how to properly set up artwork where there are cases that i i get people just sending a jpeg of like a hoodie and asking if you can do this right (laughs) It's like, it, it's insane. And it's because, again, people think it's so easy. But I'm glad, Devonte, you're saying it. And even Mikey, you said it too. Is It's not easy to build a brand. Yeah, product is out there. Yeah, solutions in terms of embellishing are out there. But putting all these little pieces together 
add it in with sales, add it in with marketing, and then you also want to spend, you know, maybe some ad dollars, it is not something that's overnight. And one thing too, I want, I want to say is I've worked with a lot of brands and you might see that everything's all shiny right, right now, but there are some, and even the ones that, you know, are on Hypebeast are, you know, winning awards. They came at a time where they did not know what a tech pack is. They knew nothing, right? And so my approach or our approach in general is a very con- consultation kind of approach. Spend the time, okay, if you're new and we see potential or if I see potentials, I will give you that time. I will give you that hour, coach you through, and then hopefully you can be a better version the next time, right? And that's the part I feel like not a lot of people, especially in fashion, want to do. They never want to share the information because it's always so secretive, right? It's like, oh, you got to come to me for this reason. And because I know the information, then I want to get a cut out of whatever, right? But my approach has always been, it should be like, it sh- information like this should be out there, right? And, and maybe if we ever do video, we could actually have like a video series and we can touch upon these things of how to actually start a brand or what, it, what, what does it mean to embellish a garment? What is doable on a finished garment versus what is doable on, on a panel, right? A l- I'll, everyone, I, I don't know why, but you think starting a, a hoodie brand is so easy, but it's not. And then once you want to get not, into like uh, cable knitted things, or once you want to get into more intricate things like like jackets <laughs> and like outerwear, it's like holy shit, you are digging yourself in a hole. Red bubble doesn't count. There you go. Printful doesn't count. Mister Print doesn't count. I don't think people understand the if you want to create. Uh, successful brand it's something that like really means to you you gotta like put your your all into it and you gotta be very open-minded to the fact that like you know like you may not know everything right like i came into this being like hey like i know nothing about like cut and sew i know nothing about um the fit process of like the hoodie but i know the fact that like you know like I know how to style and I know how to, you know, I like, I know what type of product that I like and the product that I want, but you can't be like, I know the product that I want and I'm just going to research it. And that's it. You got to be very open-minded to the fact that like, you got to learn this all, all this, right. You can't be like, Oh yeah, I'm just going to like talk to someone over the internet and like, they're going to ship me my hoodies. Like I can't remember the amount of times. I've heard some people being like, oh, I'm like, oh, like, where'd you get, like, your product from? Yeah, I just talked to someone through Alibaba Express. And I was just like, that's great. Do you know, like, the product that you're getting or anything? No. They, I just like it. But, like, they're not open to, like, learning, right? Like, with me and talking to, like, Edward and everything like that, it's just the fact that, like, okay, awesome. Like, I want to learn about, like, cut and sew. I want to learn about, like, the manufacturing and samples and everything like that. Like, I'm open-minded to that because I want this brand to grow and I want to be able to, like, you know, like, know these kind of things where, like, someone can't pull, like, a fast one on me, right? That's with this background I have in digital photography and video production helps me. In fact, like, when I'm on set with the shoot, I know everything that's going on, like, around me because, like, I'm willing to learn. I'm open to learn about that. And running this brand and running this business with apparel and clothing i'm open-minded to like everything in terms of product and apparel and everything like that yeah 
I find that very funny, especially with tech packs. Um, <laughs> because, like, for, like look, I, I, I'm pretty good with Illustrator, but I'm definitely better at, like, designing graphics on Illustrator than I am at making tech packs. Like, I can make a tech pack, but it's like, it's like pulling teeth. To make to get me to make a tech pack because I hate doing it. Like I honestly despise doing it. But I was having a conversation with somebody who you know was inquiring about this stuff the other day, and they were like, "Hey, like, so how do you like if you want to like make a hoodie? How do you make a hoodie?" And I'm like, "We well, gotta make a tech pack." And they're like, well, "What do you mean?" And I'm like, "Well, um, do you know like the like do you know like how you want everything placed on the hoodie?" And they're like, "Uh, yeah." And I'm like, "Okay, so like." you need to, like, learn Illustrator then. And they're like, yeah, but why would I have to learn Illustrator? Can't I just draw it? And I'm like, no, you, like, I'm like, it has to be, like, it's called a tech pack for a reason. It's very technical. It's not like, it's not like you can just, like, be like, hey, this is what I want. And then somebody's gonna be like, oh, perfect. Like, no problem. I got this for you. Yeah. Like, and they're like, okay, yeah, okay, so I learned Illustrator, and then what do I do? And then I'm like, okay, and then you have to learn how to make a tech pack. And they're like, okay, so how do I learn how to do that? I'm like, you practice that shit, like, until your eyes bleed. I'm um, like, you yeah. literally just do it until, like, it's, like, second nature. My, Mikey, do you do BOMs, too? You know, funnily enough, I actually was uh, doing a BOM tonight, and I just, like, <laughs> I fucking hate it. Like, I literally, I hate it. Like, I, I like, like, Ed, like, I don't, I legitimately, maybe because, like, you're on the, you're on the, the side that, is like fulfilling this shit that's receiving it yeah you know what i mean it's not but like oh my fucking god i have no interest in making a tech pack i have no interest in bom's like dude i don't even like i don't like line sheets i don't like any of that shit like i literally like i hate it so much like legitimately one of my biggest things about um wanting to start up a brand is I want to find the right person that I can just offload all this shit onto. And I can be creative and they can just do all the technical stuff. Cause I literally like, I can't even describe how much it makes me not want to like participate in anything when I have to like do this stuff. Yeah. Like people really think it's like a breeze. You're going to, you're going to fucking hate it. Like you're going to hate making tech packs. Especially when you want to go into more custom pieces and you're literally sure. marking down, like, shoulder seam has to be, like, sewed on this way, okay? Like, if you're doing, like, a lining, like, a waffle lining, I want it to be, like, like you know, all that stuff. Like, sure. this is what people learn at school. And it's – if you can find a manufacturer that will literally handhold you and spend the You'll time You'll be paying that, so much money for that. Exactly. Right? So – I mean, it's possible. It is. You just got to pay it's gonna pay. It's 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 time and it's money, and you know you really need to look at online resources and cut your teeth that way. Right? Yeah. This is a this is an industry where there's a lot of self learning, um, and it's only gonna benefit you. But to your to your point, Mikey, I I do know a few people that that will do it. No, ex uh, ex Canada Goose as well. So I'm, you I'm about know. it. But you gotta I'm pay. He, oh he, he charges quite a bit. He charges quite. A bit. And oh, then you yeah? get into like actually like, <laughs> like like three hundred plus for a tech pack. Yeah. You know what though? Like the thing is, I also don't want to like scare anybody away. Like I don't want anybody to think that like this shit is so inexplicably hard that like you have to be like some rocket scientist to make a tech pack. Like you, don't. it's just hard work. It's yeah. just it's just you have to you have to work at it. Like it's like nothing nothing especially in this industry nothing worth having comes easy. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. this industry is full of people that are willing... And, like, look, this doesn't go for everybody. There's a lot of, like, really nice, genuine people I've met in this industry. But there's a lot of people that'll smile in your face. And, like, they're willing to slit your throat when you turn around. Like, the, it, it, it's, it's a very, very cutthroat industry. And, like, you have to be on top of your shit if you want people to notice the stuff that you're doing. Um, and, but what I will say is the tech pack, it's, it's for, like, if you're, you know, going for, like, a lot of custom stuff. That's when it yeah. becomes difficult. If you're, like, trying to print on blanks, not quite as hard. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want anybody yeah. to think that, like, yeah. you know, if you don't know how to make a tech pack, like, there's no fucking way that you're going to be able to, like, yeah. screen print on a hoodie or something like that. You know? If yeah. all you're doing is, like, literally, like, a chess logo, Alibaba has got you, bro. Yo, <laughs> you can get, like, you can get 100,000. Let's, no Let's go to Redwood. Let's go to Redwood. No Alibaba. <laughs> you, you know, you know I, I will say one thing. Um, even when it comes to decoration, and I was doing this today, uh, with someone that I'm helping out is yes, you want it to be like a left chest, but you need to also learn in terms of local placement and you're doing blanks measurements. So from CF center front, what is, you know, how, how many inches to the left, how many inches to the right. And then from high point shoulder, you know, what's, what's the drop? Like these are important things to note down. And that way, when you get it back from your screen printer, whether you're working with someone who's like, like one-stop shop or you're working with a third party is that there's no miscommunication because oh, when yeah. you write it yeah. point blank center front it's going to be four inches to, to the right you know or left yeah. like that is crystal clear you know what's really funny is yeah. um i can do like the custom tech pack well you know like albeit like not super professionally but i can do a custom tech pack not even the slightest clue as to how to like <laughs> like place a logo. I've never been taught that. I have no idea. Like I have to learn that all by myself because it's like I don't think anybody's gonna teach me that. Yeah, you, like, you, you, lit- you, you yeah. print it, you cut it out, and you put it on the garment, and you're like, hey, this looks okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I literally send like the measurements to like as soon as I'm sending it to like my print shop, which is fun fact. I'm literally pulling up to Redwood tomorrow morning to pick up some blanks. So. I'm literally sending it to the print shop and I already from like a week ago or two weeks ago, I already sent them like literally like the whole breakdown of where I want this placed, how I want it placed um, to, and even like the embroider to like the stitch count, which I was just like, Hey, like I know, I know roughly from experience, the size that I already do, what the stitch count should be. So I give them like a bit like, Hey, I believe this is going to be the ratio of the stitch count. This is how I want it placed. I already sent you everything else. Do not change anything. There are one time where like, their designer literally like screwed up on one of like the on the trucker hats that I did, and they had to like order like six more trucker hats because they ruined the ones that I had. Damn. So I was just like, "Do not. This is exactly how I want it. If you can't do this, then let me know, please, so I can like find another resource." Yeah. But yeah, it's a hundred percent. It's a whole. You have to know, and you have to be like the willing to learn, like from like your tech pack to like even like designing like font i can't remember the one time my friend literally asked me when he was starting his brand and i'm sorry because we're not friends anymore but he was just like what type of font do you what type of font do you use is it like times new roman and i'm just like bro you realize there's so many fonts out there that i'm not so just you want to use you want to use the same font that i'm using like come on like man. Just, like, be creative. Like, play around with a font. I can't tell you, like, I spent three hours 
like playing around with font, trying to figure out how it looks and how it will fit on a t-shirt. And um, a label. Since, since we're, yes, you know, you're, you're obviously a Canadian brand and we're talking a little bit about Canadian fashion. Um, are there any Canadian brands that you really vibe with that, that you would like to collaborate with in the future if, if given the chance? Yeah, 100%. There's, there's one. There's one. And it, it'd definitely be Roots. Roots? Roots. Wow. I definitely yeah. want to collab with Roots. And if you, if anybody were to ever, if a vote ever pops off, goes down on my Twitter timeline, when I first came out with Bo, I was so, like, I'm still, like, passionate about it 100%. Like, it's my baby. But I was so, like, positive that it was going to blow up within, like, two years. I was like, 2020, I'm going to be collabing with Roots. And I added them. And, like, they didn't, obviously, they didn't reply back. And it didn't Damn. happen. But no, that that that's one company I definitely want to collab with. I don't. I love OVO. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to collab with them, but that's something that their style and like what I'm trying to like portray Bo as is two completely different yeah. things. I remember. I I think I just sent Edward. I can't remember Asterix. There's a brand called Asterix that's made in Toronto. And I was like. You know what? They're they're great. Oh, they're... Adidas Asterix. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, Yo, they the guys got, from Full Size really... Run were were rocking the the tees. Actually, of them. yeah. Nice. Jeez. The the embroidery was a little was a little. Eh, but... Damn. <laughs> I wish I wish them well. I wish them well. You know what? The the thing is, they that and this is no disrespect to that brand because I like a lot of the stuff they put out. Uh. But it feels so ALD to me that yes, I'm gonna, exactly. Uh, Thank you. I really I'm, put them side by side on Instagram, and I was like, "Bro, this is literally like identical." Yeah, I was just like, "This is completely like, this is crazy." They, like, they I get feel it. they feel so ALD to me that it's like unless they're literally putting out stuff that like is as good as ALD, like I'm. I'm never gonna be able to look at it and not criticize it in some way, shape, or form. And that and that is that is nothing yeah. against them at all. Like I like their product. I would like, I would buy a lot of their stuff. Like especially the Letterman's they did a few years ago, uh, loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just it's, and that that's something that I definitely worry about sometimes too. Is where I'm like shit. Like I don't want to be too much like another brand where people are like, oh, like if he's not putting out clothes that look exactly like this, like it's not gonna work out for me. And um, I would say that that's, prob- that's probably something I worry about with, um, I don't know if you know St. Woods out of Montreal. Yes. But I w- because I really like bootlegs a lot, and they do like a lot of really great bootlegs. And I'm like, damn, like the last thing I would ever want to do is like put something out, and then it's like not up to like St. Woods standard. <laughs> and then, damn. <laughs> and then somebody's like, oh shit, like he's like trying to be St. Woods, but he can't do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ouch. You, you know who um, I really like? Um, out of, they're also out of Montreal, is uh, Trois Paradis. Yes. Trois Paradis. Okay. I've, um, it, again, it's, it's through my relationship with them, but like when founder, like co-founder and creative director Emmerich, like he came to, to, the, to our office, right? And I had like a good two-hour meeting with him. Like what he's doing is amazing. It's it's a little more. I don't want to say high fashion, but it is more. You can say just to simplify, it is a little more on that side. But Twelve Parody is is really carving out their own identity, and they're doing it's, so well. It's a lot more 
experimental than like most cut and sew. Yes. Way more experimental than cut and sews. Yeah. Would you say? I guess I wouldn't say Stone Island. I mean, Stone Island is a little bit. It's like a high streetwear. It is high fashion, and like I remember watching like their videos, and some of the stuff they don't. I mean, any apparel brand that they come with, there's some stuff that you just don't come out with that's just locked in your vault. Would you say like they're like along the lines of that? Because like the process that I see like Stone Island like go through for like some of their jackets, I was just blows my mind. Well, I I think Stone Island, I mean it's experimental. It it's really technical, right? You look at the stuff yeah. from the from the nineties, and you look at that gar, gar, the knit where it was what was it heat, right? Yeah. It reacted yeah. to heat. Yeah, like, the that is like that's really cool. Twelve parody is something a little different. Twelve parody is it's like ex- aesthetically experimental. There you go. Yeah, yeah. The, um, the twelve the twelve parody shit with the with the dollar bill and the blazer is actually yeah. so it's, stupid. It's like amazing. Like I actually like stupid in a good way. Like, yeah, it goes so incredibly hard. Like I don't have money for a nine hundred ninety dollar blazer, but if I did, this is probably the one that I would. Me get. neither. Like, I, and and they 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 had a hoodie where they put a hundred dollar bill right at, at the front before hilarious it was great it It was it was really amazing that's what i mean i mean people looking at this you you could type three like the number three parody only reason why it's twat is just because emmerich and his team are based out of montreal and when we get on the phone that's what they say (laughs) all right not trying to be a snob here just just so put that out there just twat parody literally how how they come montreal montreal fashion montreal's popping man i i think they have more of an identity than toronto for sure. Yeah. I think about I feel, that first pod. Full circle. Full circle. Yeah. I feel like Toronto gets things a lot later than Montreal. Montreal is a lot. For sure. It's, it's crazy. Shout out to like, Off the Hook. Man. Fun, yeah, I, fun, I was going to say, fun fact. My first time when I was coming out with Bo, I was telling my dad, I was like, the first store that I ever want to open is in Montreal. Like anybody could quote me, all my friends quote me. That's the, I was like, when I when Bo pops off, I want to open my first store in Montreal just because like they're ahead of everything, right? Not because I like, don't like Toronto. Don't get me wrong, Toronto's my home, and everything like that. But from like a business perspective, like I want to be something like is gonna like start like the trend and then carry on to Toronto after, right? So, dude, I I can't even tell you how many times in the past like two months. I've been like, shit, I should just, like, move to Montreal. Like, I've lit- <laughs> Oh, I've, my God. I've thought about it so many times. Like, I, I honestly, like, there's a, part, there's a part of me that's really, really thinking about doing it. Because it's just like, yo, man, it's like a different world. Yeah. It's like, a, it's, it honestly feels like a different, like, country over there. Like, I don't, like it's, it's crazy to think that they're so close, but I don't know. I feel like all the... All the artsy people are out in Montreal. <laughs> Montreal and Vancouver. Yeah, Both Montreal and Vancouver. There's a brand Vancouver. in Vancouver. I'm friends with his brother, actually. That's how I know. But Purple. There's a, there's a brand out there called Purple Brand. Um, they do some knits. They do a lot of denim as well. Really good right. denim. Yeah. Right. Really, really good denim. I'm, I can't, I'm not going to shout about it. Anyways, yeah. No, no like, shout out to Purple. Purple Brand is, 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 really, is really cool. I would definitely check them out. Um, Devontae, I have one last question for you as we kind of wrap this up. And it's, 
if there's anyone listening to this podcast and they're interested, right? They're they're an entrepreneur. They want to start their own brand or their own business. What are three things you want to leave them leave them with? Oh, that's hard. Just three things. Just three. I would say, I would say, have have an open mind. Don't be scared. And be creative as you can be. Okay. That's, those are the three things. I definitely say have an open mind, don't be scared, and be creative as you can be. It's personally, it's like have an open mind, don't be afraid to try new things, try new designs that you may not have gone with. Um, and don't be scared, personally. Like, don't be scared to come with this brand. Don't. You know, sit in like your room, continue designing stuff and be like, this would be dope on a T-shirt and then never come out with it because you're afraid of what the consumer will think when they come in. If you like it, I guarantee you there's 5,000 people around you that will probably want that in their closet and be creative as you can be. Just for the fact that like having an apparel brand is probably... The most creative thing you have to continue to come out with. You have to continue to be creative. You have to continue to have that um, kid mind, that child mindset. Like, don't think, you know, for me, what I what I do, I bring it back to like when I was a kid and stuff that like I wore as a kid, stuff that I want now, and bringing it back to that. But yeah, just continue being creative, honestly, because creative is such. There's so much more you can come out with when you're creative and so much more when you push yourself to be creative that you, you don't even know when you first start. And you look back to when you started creating stuff to like what you're creating now and you don't even believe what you created before because it's completely different. You grow. You know what? Um, I think that's a very important point is that, uh, you know, I think a lot of people think that they're incapable of being creative because they've been force-fed this idea that you're either creative or you're not. Look, like, I, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm the most creative person in the world, but I definitely have a creative spark in me. Um, and there are days where, you know, it comes to me like no problem. And there's days where, you know, I really got to push myself. Like, I really, really, really have to try to be creative. If you try and be creative, um, you know, in the right mindset, there's a pretty good chance that you're going to think of something creative. But if you tell yourself, like, straight off the bat, I'm not creative, I can't do this, then you're not going to do shit. No, 100%. And I, and I think there's, a, like, sort of, like, a thought process to being creative. Everybody has, like, their way to start their, their process of being creative. With me... Like, either I'm listening to music and, like, in my own world, blasting music, or I have, like, a movie or a film, like, running on my, my other monitor while I'm designing, right? So everybody has their own way to start their process of being creative. Me, personally, I don't think if you force yourself to be creative, some stuff may come out great. But, if like, if you're constantly always forcing yourself to be creative, then you're not, benefit, I, you're not benefiting from that. Right, because sometimes creativity, as you say, Mike, might come like like that, and like that's like your best work. 
right? But the times where you force yourself to be be creative may be a little more difficult. And I think that's when the voice in your head, speaking back to what we talked about before, comes into play. Where it's just like, oh, this is this is not good. This is like, what are you doing? Like, why are you designing this? Right. So it's it's a win lose situation when like you're forcing yourself to be creative. But at the end of the day, no matter whether you think the finished product is good or not, I will say it's always rewarding to finish something. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. I think it is rewarding to finish something. And I think it's also rewarding to see where you started to like where it got from like the process of being creative i think that's a lot more rewarding than being like the the finished product like it's amazing to see a finished product but like thinking back being like oh i had to like do this and i had to put myself in this person's shoe or look back at this archive to get here i think it's a lot more fun looking at that and smiling at that than looking at the final design right for sure yeah so Devon- Any last thoughts? Yeah, I was going to say, Devonte. if people had more questions or they even want to check out the brand, where could they find you and the brand? You could find the brand, look it up, vo.co on Instagram. If you you want to spell any, that out? V-E-A-U-X dot C-O. If you have any questions to answer, if you want me to answer, you could definitely hit me on my personal Instagram, which is Devante, so that's D E V A N T E L Smith, so S M I T H, on Instagram as well. Boom. And what's the website for, for purchasing stuff from the website, Vogue Collective? The website is Vogue Collective, so V E A U X and Collective, C O L L E C I T V E, I believe. It's crazy you see yeah, Very close, very close. Yeah, almost there. Crazy no spelling bee. You could type stuff a lot better than like it's spelling, spelling it, it, spelling it in your head. You're just like, <laughs> man, I know how people in spelling bees like feel. So when they can I get you, that in a sentence? Can I? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, vocollective.com. Um, we got a couple of releases coming out in February and March. So uh, keep an eye out for that. It's, it's going to be. A very crazy experience the next couple of months. We're pushing out product like no tomorrow. Love to hear it. Unrelated, but um, it would be really cool, and I think more people would watch Spelling Bees, uh, if when the person asks for the word in a sentence, it comes in the form of an insult. So it's like (laughs) hippopotamus, like, oh, uh, you are a fucking hippopotamus. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, just, I can just, imagine just like an announcer. Ridiculous. I can that, imagine an announcer having like a bad day. You know what, Mikey? Like, that needs to be that needs to be a skit. I'm not gonna cabbage. Lie. You smell like a fucking cabbage. It needs to be a skit. <laughs> Work on it. it we, we gotta we gotta film this somehow, and we'll get to that should be the starting team. of the next podcast. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Mikey, if, if they wanted to get uh, tech packs done with the full, you know, stitch details, don't BOM. Me. Don't message me. Don't message me. Or Try your it. luck somewhere else. I'm not doing shit. Okay. Yeah, if, if they want to talk about, uh, you know, 11 lows, where can they find you? Uh, H-E-Y-I-M-M-I-K-E-Y. Hey, I'm Mikey on Instagram, as always. Can you um, use that in a sentence? <laughs> Hey, I'm Mikey's a fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) 
what, what's the origin? Latin, Greeks? You know. <laughs> <laughs> the origin is bozo. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and if someone was looking for, you know, just general watch knowledge, or even if they wanted to shoot the shits with you, because, you know, Mr. Mysterious Man is quite mysterious, where can they find Very. you? Darius. Uh, D-A-R dot I-G on Instagram. Boom. And, and this is... Pod twenty. See, I got it right this time. Looked at. We got it right this time. Yes. No, this is nineteen, isn't it? This is nineteen. Oh, this is twenty. Shit, this is (laughs) twenty. Happy anniversary. This is my tenth pod. Oh, there you go. Wow. Jeez, that's crazy. Holy shit. Um. Anyways, as usual, you can find uh, this podcast, uh, Springs and Thread, on your podcast platform. IG is springs.thread. Everyone, please give us a five star. Talk about how much you've enjoyed. Mikey on this podcast. I can't believe it took me two hours to realize that this is my 10th pod. Crazy. Now you know. <laughs> now you know. You know what? Hey, I'm Mikey's a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the sentence. All right. Take care, everyone. Stay safe. Later. Peace. Bye. See ya.